Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. What you do see is you go to patreon.com slash sunranto, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. And you type that little address in there, and then you say, I would like to subscribe for a dollar, or two dollars, or three dollars, or five dollars, because I want to get the music, or ten dollars, because I want my name at the end of the show, or whatever reason you're going to be supporting the Sun Ranto Show and keeping us on the air, whether it's that you want to help us pay our website hosting bill, which is coming up for 200 bucks, whether it's you want to help us pay to keep the show streaming on StreamYard, what, if you just want to help buy us tickets or beer, if you would buy each one of us a beer for doing this show per year, well, that's like subscribing basically at like the $3 level. So get it done. You get the show early, ad-free. There's perks at every level. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Please join us. It's how we keep the lights on here. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Here's the show. Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins. Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable loser. Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable losers. Sunranto. Sunranto. Hey, happy Monday, everybody. It's the Sunranto Show. I'm Danny Rocket. You just heard the lovely strains of Mr. Old Times that I'm not forgotten. How you feeling up, everyone? And uh, unfortunately, uh, Crawley couldn't be here today. He has entered himself into a karaoke contest where he'll be singing his hit. But she don't notice. You don't notice. (laughs) (laughs) And he actually, because that is the recording that actually got him entered into the contest. So he had to hire that woman to come in and chatter like a chipmunk. So it's like kind of all part of the whole thing. It's what made it so special. So uh, first of all, I want to thank all of our Patreon supporters who bring us uh, who is bringing everybody that's listening to this show, this show, uh, because without you guys, there's 104 of you. There should be more. Uh, but um, so join on patreon.com slash Sunranto and support this show. God damn it. Um, couple of announcements really quick, just before we get started. Usually we have the announcements at the end, but I am so excited about what I'm about to say that I want to say it now is that, um, you know, next week is John Baker day, 10 days from now. Yeah, John Baker Day. And John Baker, of course, is a good friend of the show. We've raised like thousands and thousands of dollars for charity with his help and by, uh, you know, 
throwing a big party at either Nisei Lounge or G-Man Tavern, and we're not doing it this year. I mean, I never really mentioned that we weren't doing it, but, like, John Baker works for the Pirates now, so we're not going to do John Baker Day, but, you know, we were texting back and forth just, like, talking about, like, how the Cubs suck now and, like, what he thinks about it, and um, I was like, you know what? People would probably really love to see how John's doing. So John is going to come on the show a week from this Thursday. So on the 29th, on John Baker Day, uh, the anniversary, the seventh anniversary, if you could believe it's been that long, of the night that he got the win, he's going to come on the Sun Ranto Show. And if you are a Patreon supporter, I'm inviting you all to come on the show one by one, ask John your questions, come on, talk to John a little bit, but only if you're a Patreon supporter. And if you want to, please contact me. Uh, through any way you can contact me, sunranto at gmail.com or through sunranto on Twitter, whatever you want to do. If you want to join us, but it's only for Patreon people. Um, Yeah, it's a little different this year. Obviously, last year was a little different too, but, uh, you know, we try to plan something good, but it's, I mean, even going into this year, we didn't know what the hell the world was going to be like, really. Yeah. Well, I think this is a great, uh, you know, a great sort of alternative. Yeah, I mean, we'll get back to doing something eventually, but I mean, but probably who knows with John or we'll just like talk to John about this. We'll we'll celebrate my tie day from now on. I don't know. Let's make up new holidays. Like, why do we get stuck with one thing like Christmas? Can we like get rid of Christmas now and replace it with something a little better? I'm sick of all the traditions. I'm allergic to Christmas trees. I don't have enough money to buy anybody any good presents. I'm sick of it. So we'll just move on from Christmas and John Baker Day. No, I'm kidding. We're having John Baker on the show. I'm super excited. And the other thing I'm going to have on uh, uh, is is uh, the idea of, of giving. And that's uh, about giving to lostboysinc.org. And uh, that's our friend Levante. We met him last year. It's who we raised money for last year. And we are having a ticket giveaway because our friend, friend of the show, and Patreon supporter Corey Furlong is donating two box seats to give away to go to the game on John Baker Day. And as a bonus, I think you get to sit next to Bill Sugas. So, wow. Nice. So, and here's how you enter yourself for a chance to win. I just dropped the link in the chat. You go to lostboysinc.org. You give them at least $20. Uh, you send me a screenshot of the receipt. You say I donated. I write your name on a list. I do a random drawing, and then you can maybe win box seats to the Cubs game on John Baker Day and sit next to Bill Sugas. Yeah, and uh, you know I want to mention Corey is Corey Furlong's very generous guy. Uh, he made the mistake of jumping on when I said I would give twenty dollars for every pitch uh, Hendricks threw over ninety. And, to Scott, uh, yeah. Scott Morrell, who who is also, you know, we were raising money for last week. Um and and still are if you yep. want money. I'll get to uh, it. I'll get to it. And uh but yeah <laughs> and uh yeah, he kind of got swept up in all that. It was not a little bit of money. <laughs> yeah. No, he ended up having to spend a lot of money because what Hendricks went ninety nine? 101. 101. All right, cool. Yeah, well, that's good <laughs> Good for Scott. And I, I'll mention yeah. that in a second, but I, I do want to say that Bill Sugas has written in. He says, to anybody that has to sit next to him uh, on John Baker Day, I apologize in advance. He and, is grumpy. Uh, yeah, he is a grumpy dude. If the Cubs don't win, I really feel bad for whoever uh, is sitting next to him. And if it's really hot, he might die. 
Yeah, exactly. And then what do you do? And then you're a pallbearer. Then you're calling them security, all this stuff. Um, but uh, and the other thing I want to talk about is Scott Morrow, our friend. He got shot, and uh, he's got a GoFundMe to help with his medical bills. And Michael, I know that you donated to him because I got a little message from Scott right before the show started. He said. Who is Michael Cotton? <laughs> well, a lot of people say that. Um, <laughs> Honestly, I have family members that say that. <laughs> a lot of people ask that question. The most asked question about Michael Cotton is, who is who Michael? Are, who is he? Who is he? Well, I'm driving I in. I him the other day. He was an asshole. Like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> so I dropped another link in the chat for the GoFundMe. But he said, who is Michael Cotton? Just saw a generous donation from the Sun Ranto Ranchers. So it's really appreciated. I mean, we just want Scott to get to a place where he can just get better. He's going to be facing some bullshit medically his whole life. And so we'd like to help him out and uh, give him whatever we can. Because, hey, man, he got shot. And he didn't even get to see the guy who shot him. Like it was just, you know, it, it was just like random, like a bullet just like r- zooming down the street, shoots him. And the guy that shot him doesn't even know he shot him. Right. I can't imagine what it's like just to be around that, like to to be him in, in all of a sudden you, because he got shot in the back. So it's not like, he, you know, he, he, I mean, you're just standing there and then all of a sudden you're, you're shot, yep. you're shot, but you've never been shot before. Yeah, so you don't None know. of us have ever been shot before, for the most part, and you say, what do you say? Like, what in the fuck is going on right now? Like, Help, I've been shot, I believe. I've been shot, you, yeah. but literally, everybody's looking around like, how in the fuck have you been shot? Yeah, exactly. There's nobody like, where did it come from? Yeah. yeah. Oh, just, so, it's just fucking the, horrible. The mental just gymnastics of trying to fucking get through that. Just that situation, and then to, to live through it and to be able to, you know, is great. But our but our tough. country and the, uh, you know, pay for health care, making money, all that shit is, is really tough. So the guy, yeah. the guy needs money. We all we all need money when it comes to, you know, keeping our health up sometimes and, you know, reach out when you can for yeah. whoever it is. Yeah, and so please just help out if you haven't yet. You know, any little bit helps, like 5 bucks, 10 bucks. Like, honestly, like, even if you don't have a lot of money, uh, you know, it would help him. So there's it, two things. We're going to have uh, – we're also going to have Levante on the show, by the way, uh, on Thursday with John Baker. I asked him last night. He was going to come out and talk about Lost Boys. So support Lost Boys because of John Baker Day. John Baker is on the board along with Carlos Quentin. So, you know, that's just our – I think that's our, like – and also 10% of all Patreon money – Goes to and my tie brick money goes to the lost <laughs> goes to the lost. It might be a hundred percent of my tie brick money. A hundred percent of my tie brick. None brick of that money. money went to the brick. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, none of it did go to a brick. <laughs> Although you know those fuckers, and I didn't want to make too big of a deal about it because I'm sick of complaining about dumb shit because there's too much dumb shit to complain about. And I was just like, there's just one more dumbass thing I got to complain about, which was there's a fucking MLB fee, quote uh, air quotes. An MLB fee? I lost $5 on the entire oh, transaction. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to make a big deal, but fuck you, MLB, and your fucking MLB. For, for what? For yeah. what? What did you do? Uh, they're paying that person in Idaho to tell me I can't have a brick I want. Um, and the last thing I want to promote is, uh, and this also has to do with Scott Morrow, 
we're going to pass the hat at the Bleacher Bum Band show on the 24th. That's this Saturday after the Cubs play the Diamondbacks at G-Man Tavern. Come on over. It is $12 to get in. Um, and we're going to pass the hat for Scott at that party. I don't know if Scott will be there. I was going to invite him, but I don't know if he's feeling well enough to like do that shit yet. Um, I know he's home and I know he's uh, resting at his parents' house. So, um, People are taking care of him, but I don't know if he can come out. So uh, I'm dropping the link. The tickets just actually went on sale. Uh, Twelve dollars. You can, uh, you know, you can buy a ticket and come on in. Um, last thing I want to announce: it's Michael Cotton' wife's Emily's birthday today. Yeah, I saw you put that on the ranchers page, so I put it in the notes. Yeah, you know, uh, I've been doing this show with you, Danny, for what six years now. And uh, I have no idea, to be honest. <laughs> since 2015, like six six years through two different states. We've done a bunch of stuff together, uh, you know, and I couldn't ask for a more supportive uh, person when it comes to doing all this. We know from, you know, dealing with lots of other people that that doesn't always happen. The wives aren't always excited about, uh, you know, giving up. Uh, all this time to baseball and whatever, but but my wife happens to be a huge Cubs fan, and we were all watching the games before anyway. And you know, so so me getting to do this is you know very much has to do with having uh, a good home life with my wife. So yeah. thank I mean, you very every- much, Emily, and happy birthday. Happy birthday. And every, everything's like that. You really owe your entire existence to that woman, just <laughs> in my opinion. Yes. I, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> so, and, and hey, man, I, I have to say the same for myself, but it's not her birthday, so I won't blow up my girlfriend's spot. <laughs> but um, all right, let's talk about the Cubs. Uh, we got a new Cub. Uh, actually, I don't want to start with that. Let's start with this. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. Did you know that every Tuesday, uh, the members of the Sunranto Show, myself, Crawley, and Michael, get together for a conversation with you on the Spotify Green Room app every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Uh, won't you join us there? Uh, you can download it for either Android or the iPhone app store and uh you know we kind of get together we have a conversation about something cubs related or baseball related or sometimes we just have a conversation with artist matt camper you never know what's going to happen over there on tuesdays at 6 p.m at the spotify green room app here's what you do uh you download it and um then you follow Sunranto Show, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O-S-H-O-W, and you link your Twitter in there, and uh, you know, pretty soon you're having conversations with people like me. Um, it's totally participatory. Oh, that was hard to say. And it's a lot of fun. So check us out Tuesdays, 6 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app, and check out everything it's got to offer. See you at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays. Spotify Green Room app. Free. Because the news just broke, we gotta just start. And speaking of wives, um, yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> let's go. Let's go from one that we really like and do a lot of wonderful things to one of the worst examples of, of a wife. wife. Yeah, that you could have. So I, I get this text sent to me by my friend Tom Warman, huge collector. He does a lot of KB's. Uh, Bob Warman, Tom Tom Warman. Not Bob Roarman. Roarman. That's right. Yeah. Bob Roarman. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Philip, this is the tweet that, um, that Philip Thompson sent. And he's the guy that wrote the article for the Chicago Tribune 
about uh, Juliana Sopes. And I want to He's go the through. one on the Juliana beat. Oh, and I skimmed that article, but I'm going to read the whole thing with you right now. So, But first, let me say Philip Thompson's takeaways, the writer of the article. He said, Juliana will ask the judge to award her an additional $4 million because Ben failed to preserve, quote-unquote, failed to preserve marital assets, unquote, when he took a leave of absence from the Cubs and forfeited $8 million in salary. He goes on. Ben Zobrist says Juliana, quote unquote, coaxed him back to play for the Cubs in September. If you remember when he came back in 2019 as part of a plan, quote unquote, to further enrich the marital estate and increase her share of the assets of the divorce. So she, so basically she tried to get him to go back to work so he could make more money so she could take half of it. Uh, but let's take a look. I'm going to pull up the article here. Um, in fact, maybe I'll just screen share this with you guys. So, although it's annoying, there's a, I don't subscribe, so it's just Ad Central. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to go down. There's like on the bottom parts uh, of it. Now, everybody knows just to fill in everybody on what's going on so far is that it's all come out now that the rumors were true that she was stooping this pastor named Byron Yawn, who was also their marriage counselor, who was also on Ben Soberst's payroll. So Ben's overs is just getting fucked nine ways from sideways in this situation. So here's the bullet points right now is that Ben Zobrist has a witness list that includes Yawn and his now ex-wife, Robin Yawn, uh, Zobrist agent, his trainer, um, and Ellen Dill- Aaron Dillard, the wife of Zobrist's longtime friend, and the former Milwaukee's Brewers reliever, Tim Dillard. Um, so anyway, uh, we think that's who it is. Um, Aaron Dillard is uh, going to be a, a witness, and I think she's uh, Tim Dillard's wife, but we're not sure about that. Um, ben Zobrist accuses Juliana of orchestrating a scheme to persuade Ben to put their divorce proceedings on hold and return to baseball so his earnings would continue to fill the marital coffers. Juliana Zobrist has countersued Ben for inappropriate marital conduct, um, but it doesn't say what that is. Um, she also alleges that Ben suffers from mental health issues and that he's got depression and that she's helped manage his behavior. Um, Juliana Zobrist says she's been an emotional support to Ben, blah, blah, blah. Juliana Zobrist seeks primary custody of the kids. And, but Ben advocates for 50-50 parental plan, but Juliana says her husband has no real desire to co-parent because he has, he's mad at her. And, and and that she says that in her filing. But Ben says that he has propped up her entire career as a Christian pop singer, author, and speaker. This is all in the in the divorce proceedings. It's all public knowledge. Um, and he said Zober, Juliana Zobers, LLC, posted a 2019 net loss of more than $212,000 because of clothing and more than $188,000 travel and other business expenses. I mean, can you imagine if the Bleacher Bum Band had that kind of scratch to be rolled around the country with and, and <laughs> on clothes and promoting our shit, dude? Like, you know, I just, you know, Jesus Christ. Um, and of course she lost money. Nobody listens to that fucking music. Um, yeah. So I'll go on a little bit more. Juliana Zobris was awarded already $1.72 million um, from the home sale in uh, Chicago. And uh, Julie uh, Ben Zobris accuses Juliana and Yon 
of spoliating or destroying or altering oh, yeah. evidence. Spoliating. Through this spoliating sounds exactly what happened when they got in trouble together. Yeah, exactly. So they were spoliating, they were spoliating all over the place. All, exactly. That, in hotels and spoliating on the on the floor of the kitchen. Ben came uh, home, there was spoliate all over the sheets. Um, all of the Zobris and Yon social media posts and communications included uh, are in the exhibits. Uh, so this is going to get ugly. Uh, so are there books? The books are exhibits. The, the book Double Play, written by Ben and Juliana. Pull It Off, written by Juliana. And Yon's What Every Man Wishes His Father Had Told Him. <laughs> <laughs> Get this one. Get this one. Here's the other name of his book that's going to be in the proceedings. Things That Go Bump in the Church. <laughs> <laughs> He's, they're losing this straight off the titles of the books. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I'd go on, but I don't think I can. I mean, it's just, it, I feel things exfoliated. Bump in the church. <laughs> the things that go bump in the church. <laughs> Is that a real book? I didn't look it up. Oh, Pastor Yawn. Uh, just oh. shameless. So, I mean, I feel bad for Ben because he got fucked. Oh, I mean. Yeah, it's just like the the poor guy. I mean, nobody wants to be cheated on, you know. And then when it happens, it's like, okay, he 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 took a break from baseball ostensibly to try and save his marriage, right? Like that's what he wanted to do. I I assume. I don't think he just took a, a you know three months off to yell at her. Well, so. no, he, I think he, the the story at the time was he was trying to save his marriage. And yeah. meanwhile, the Cubs season went to shit. Total yep. dog shit that year. And it's because we didn't have Ben Zobrist. And they didn't know if he was coming back. And so, like, they were saving that money, which apparently is why we got Kimbrels. So, I mean, you know, but that's bullshit, too, because they were already over the luxury tax. They could have just stayed over. I like this. Uh, I'm going to do a TFC flexing cube early because this was about this particular situation. Todd Meyer. Todd at Todd1967 proposes, as fans, I propose we sue Juliana for taking Zoe away from the team when he was needed, therefore causing less fan enjoyment of our World Series MVP and damage to a contender. Hence, any and all monies derived in 2019, she undeservingly may acquire are equally divided amongst Cubs fandom. <laughs> so that should buy a couple of pops out at yeah. the ballpark for all of us. I'm like, hey, <laughs> every uh, there's three rounds on Juliana. Well, well technically, mean, it would be on uh, Ben, ben. because yeah, exactly. it'd be his money getting to her than going to us. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, what's she gonna do? I mean, she's got plenty of money. She oh, just yeah. can't. She just can't fuck it up and like try to get her pop career off the ground again because that's that's a money loser that's a real quick way to file bankruptcy within 10 years by being well, like i'm an artist <laughs> she but she does have a following she's got i mean if if you give somebody you know if, if you're able to get 1.72 million and that's only from one little piece of this you should be able to handle yourself for many years if yeah. not the rest of your life you would never see me again I mean, I mean be- seriously, if I had that kind of money, bye. Yeah. Bye, everybody. It's been fun. You can watch the old shit. I'm gone. I'm going to Mexico. Later.
Yeah. Man, you, I, I mean, mean you can handle it. For, I do it. I could, I could make that last. That's what I'm about and, to say. And you know, yeah, there's going to be, uh, you know, and there's going to be other awards. So it's not, that's just what we know that we're starting at. You know, so she's going to have plenty of money. Plus, look, the pop career may not be a million dollar career, but I'll bet it's a career. She has followers. She has supporters. She has all of that stuff, you know, so. Um, did you see, and I'll, I'll upload it real quick. I'm trying to get it to load here. She's got new shirts that I be- I forget who put it. It might have been Corey Furlong again, but I don't want to like give people the credit where they didn't think. But the I fucking love Jesus unisex T-shirt. Did you see this? Oh, it was, yes. It was, here, I'm, I'm I gonna, don't know who posted it, but I saw the, the picture. Here, uh, yeah, I'll share my screen. Look at that. <laughs> I, I fuck, that's, that's Juliana Zobris is buying this. And it's her whole thing. Uh, she's got merch, of course, and she's got – so she's trying to launch her own thing. She's got – she reads books. So her idea for a business is that she'll read a book and you read the book and then you pay her to talk about the book with her, which, I mean – Whatever, if that works for you, <laughs> maybe yeah. I'll try that as a job. But like, can you imagine who can even, you can't wear this shirt around. You know what I mean? You, nobody can wear a, I fucking love Jesus shirt. Oh, sure you can. How? I mean, why not? Lots of people wear uh, crazy t-shirts around all the you time. You can't wear that to a ball game. They'll kick you out. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, that's all I'm saying. And anyway, she's got her own uh, bullshit going on and, um. Anyway, we should move on from this, but it that that is just this is going to get ugly, and you know how much I love this shit. Yeah, because oh, it's, I, it's horrendous what it's, she's doing here. Yeah. You know, in in the the fucking balls on this person to be like, I got caught red fucking handed, and yet I am still going to try and turn this around on on the other person. You know what I mean? Like, she got caught cheating on him, and she's going to try and turn around like, well, you know, he was just a pain in the ass, and I didn't like him, and whatever, so that justifies me. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. Like, you're supposed to get a divorce before you go stup the pastor. And the pastor himself already married. It's not like, it's not like she was with some single dude, you know? Yeah. Her, mm-hmm. One of her dancers on the tour or some shit. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's just ugly, and I, you know I f- I really do feel bad for Ben because I don't I don't know him obviously, but I I feel like he took that marriage pretty damn seriously, and she just seems I mean just because she seems like such a kook, and that she used him for all that bullshit. I mean he had to know that nobody liked it, you know, like you know that the players were like, oh. hey, uh, is your wife gonna make a new song sometime soon that we have to listen to over and over again? You know they were all sick of it. You know he heard a little bit of shit. And you know, so he knows how people felt about her. And you know how you are in the relationships. You're always making excuses for your crazy fucking partner. You know that you know just like the shit that you know my girlfriend's got to say about me. Well he's he's kind of weird. He's kind of like that but you know we gotta we got to put up with them. Well, and they were, they were like high school sweethearts, right? Yeah. So he they never were, even, yeah, they were high school sweethearts. He's a baseball player. And one thing we know about baseball players and any professional athlete is that there is no shortage of ass all over the place trying to get in with that. Right. Oh, all yeah. over. And he never did. It is very 
possible that this is the only woman he ever slept with. Yeah. And it's possible that that was her, her situation too, but then she hit her thirties and she was like, I'm a pop star and I'm doing this. And you know, and she, and, and Ben's gone all the time. And she just decided she was going to, you know, like get out on the town a little bit. It's terrible to think that way, but that's what happened. And I was shitting on myself. So don't shit on me. We've all known we've all known people like that, right? Like we've all known people like that. They it's it's like a midlife crisis sort of yeah. situation. Yeah. Their name is my ex-wife. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um it happens. Like and I and listen, marriages half of them break up. So it's but it what's sad to me is that this was such a public breakup that ruined an um, an amazing baseball player's career. Because yeah. I don't know how much longer he was going to play, when he was going to hang it up, but he never got to tip his hat and end in the way that he should have. And, you know, in 20, let's face it, 2018, no, it was 2019, right? Was it yeah. 20, yeah, 2019, when all this was going down, the Cubs were a contending ball club until the very end. In fact, like without Ben Zobrist, I mean, with Ben Zobrist, that team makes it. Well, you don't. It, Daniel Vascalso doesn't factor in, like, all that shit. They don't need to replace that, you know? And if I'm remembering properly, did he not start out that year really well? Like, maybe uh, I'm wrong about that. I thought maybe he was or, – or he had turned it around. Like, he had started to hit well, and then all of a sudden this whole shit blew up. Yeah, unfortunately, all the news is – man, why does he have a Tampa Bay hat in his in his thing? I'm I'm – I'm looking at his his numbers here for 2019. Uh, he played on his last day before everything went down was May 6th, and on that day he was batting 241 with an OBP of 343, only slugging 253 for a 596 OPS. So he was well, he but, was but he was never a power hitter. He was the guy getting on. He was taking the walks, long at bats. He was the guy that kind of took uh, Dexter Fowler's didn't take Dexter Fowler's spot. It was it was Fowler and Zobrist that kind of just ran pitchers through ringers, you know, just having to throw all these fucking pitches. Um, he, he managed to get his OPS up into the seven hundreds here and there towards the end of the year and in April, but you know you don't really count that. But he hit a he hit a high towards the end of the year of seven hundred and nine by September seventeenth. So plays in the last game on September twenty ninth against St. Louis, in which of the game, of course, in which he uh, struck out Yadier Molina in his yes. final appearance, brought uh, brought up here by Tom Garcia. So that is that is an indelible image of him going out on top, though. So let's talk about the current Cubs that are currently ruining our, our lives now. And uh, not, not oh, really. they, yeah. just, they just took two or three from the Diamondbacks. But I, I've got to say, I'm, um, I'm pretty disappointed in the guys that were trying to, you know, let's say we do tra- we're trying to trade KB, we're trying to trade Rizzo, we're trying to trade Javi. Um, now, rumors have it that Javi's seeking $200 million. I don't think that's going to fucking happen unless it's for – 20 years or something like that, you know, and that he's got to spend the last 10 years just teaching everybody how to uh, swipe tag every, how to tag and, and, uh, and slide. But um, the only one that's doing any good over the last month is Javi. And let's, and 
I somebody brought up on Twitter that hot that KB has been dog shit, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember talking about that a little bit ago about how bad KB's been. Like, let's check in with it. It's worse than ever. Um, he he's got only three home runs in the last month, uh, and is batting one eighty six. He's got a two sixty five OPS OBP. And, uh, 304 slugging, and that's in the last month. In the last seven games, I mean, he's five for 22, no home runs. Uh, you know, he's, I mean, what happened here? Is this like what's getting to KB? He started the year off great. Is it the rumors? Is it the fact that they lost 11 straight and now they know that they're not going to compete this year? So it's a different kind of pressure. Now it's more like, where am I going to get traded to? Pressure going on and, what do you think's going on? Yeah, I it, it, it's it's really tough to say. I think yeah, I he had a couple doubles in this series. Like he looked all right. It's like I don't I, know. I think it's really hard to get up for every single day of work, right? Imagine like you're going to work every single day and you know that the the place that you work doesn't care to have you there, really. Like, you know that you're done in, like, I don't know, three months. And they don't care. They're not bringing you back. You know that's not going to happen. It's it's all kind of a mess. Uh, you may be fired any day. So he may be showing up every day and, like, hey, guys, let's play two. Let's have some fun. Let's do the – but – you cannot block that out. Like that's all fucking performative, just trying to get yourself through the day. And I don't know if that's the way he is. He's very quiet. I mean, we were talking about it last show. I think that he's pretty boring dude. So you don't know what he's really thinking ever. I don't know. I think, uh, I think it's just hard to deal with it. Yeah. Tom Garcia says he's pressing very possible that he's, you know, it could be that he's taken all this and he's channeled it into, I'm going to be gone. I need to raise my value as high as possible so the next team pays me a bunch or something, you know? It's got to be, I mean, because, I mean, you have you have the injury history that he's kind of fighting against the reputation of that. He's obviously an incredibly talented hitter. He can play all over the, the ball field like Ben Zobrist could that's an incredibly valuable skill i mean he's i don't know how much more valuable you can get yourself except for staying healthy in such a short amount of time like unless you go on like a schwarber-esque tear when everybody's like i need like in some ways like a nick castellanos was like hitting doubles off the wall in detroit and the cubs said i want a piece of that well i don't know who's gonna want a piece of this 186 for the last month. You know what I mean? Like you, your team's going to be like, yeah, we got Chris Bryant. I've heard of him. And then you like, look at his numbers and you're like, Ooh, well, they started off good. Hopefully you can get it back. I mean, now that's the narrative. Oh, I, I absolutely think people want him, right? Oh. They, they assume that he will come to their team and he will turn it all around because that's what happens when you go from one team and, and now you've settled in. You're like, okay, I'm here for the rest of the year. This is where, you know, you relax a little bit. You get a new sort of uh, lease on life. You've got new teammates. You're doing all this stuff. You come in, and maybe you relax and you can play. I think people really want that. What they're going to do, though, 
is lowball the shit out of the Cubs because they're going to say, dude's been hitting 186 over the last month. He's not, he doesn't have it. And then that's going to make Jed not want to trade him. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's that. And I really do think the package deal is the thing that happens. Like you get, all right, you get Kimbrell and Bryant and you're both going to the Mets and you know, the Mets had a really rough weekend against the pirates. Um, You know, they almost got, they almost got swept. They came back late yesterday and kind of did what the pirates did to them the day before, but it was ugly. Um, the pitcher made a mistake and he, I don't know if you saw that play, he like shoveled the ball away. The bases were loaded, three runs scored like on an infield. Oh, the Mets. Yeah. 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 It was just an ugly play. And then the pirates still lost that fucking game. <laughs> they lost it in the end. But <laughs> I know it's one thing I was texting with Baker about. I was like, what happened there? He's like, well, I'm not there. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I know you're not playing. Hey, um, hey, give me two seconds. I got to turn on the light. All right, cool. The other person, I'm going to bring up another guy that we should talk about ruining their trade value. Even though I don't think he's going to get traded, I think there's less of a market for him um, unless you go to the AL or really are down a first baseman um, or, or need a legit gold glove first baseman. Is Anthony Rizzo, I'm putting up his numbers right now. His last 30 days, he's batting 218. He does have six homers. So that makes him slug 446. But I think you, you know, and that what's there, you're on pace for your 30 homers, right? Something like that. 30, yeah. 35, you know, you're, you're on Rizzo pace. 32. Though. If it's, if it's Anthony Rizzo, he's on pace for 32. That's yeah. what he hits almost what he does. every year. But yeah. the average, average is way down, which is weird for a guy that chokes up and likes to poke the ball places. So, I, you know, I don't know exactly what that's about. I, I You know, it's, it's pretty much Anthony Rizzo, Rizzo's game, once again, is well known. The only thing that's down now is the batting average. And um, I don't know what a team's looking for. Like, are, we all got these dudes who can't hit a, hit a, uh, a uh, changeup to save their lives or a slider through in the zone, out of the zone, doesn't matter. They can't hit the slow stuff, anybody on the team. So I don't know if they've changed their approach or what's going on or if they're just getting pitched differently at this point. But um, the, now the last guy I want to put up that is probably having the best, has the most tradeability in this moment if you want to look at recent performance. And if you look over the month, the batting average is once again low. The OBP is low, 243 and 299, respectively, for Javi. Um, but he's got seven homers, one more than Rizzo. And over the last 15 games, he's getting base hits. He's poking the balls around. He's batting 321. Uh, OBP of 391. He's even taken six, seven walks this month. Javi has taken. Yeah. I don't think he took seven walks in the first three years he played baseball. Probably not. Yeah, that's yeah. an ass stat, but still. And and he's on pace uh, to have like, you know, 20, I think 22 stolen bases if he keeps up the way he's at. You yeah, know, this, and that's something that nobody has anymore. Yeah, so the, and we saw a manufacturer run with a stolen base. The ball got away, ended up at third base, scores on a sack fly. We saw that the other day. They needed every, almost every run they scored in this series to make to even win two or three against the shitty Diamondbacks. So, but I mean, there's a guy. You know, you got Lindor a little banged up over. I'm, I bring up the Mets again. I mean, who wouldn't want a hobby? You can. Granted, he's an amazing shortstop, but he can play all over too, all over the infield. So you can put him yeah, at third. You he's can put him the at best, short. He's the best second, third, and shortstop uh, position player on the Cubs. Like, he's better than anybody at those positions. 
Right, which is why they draft shortstops all the time. We're like, well, we got a shortstop. Uh, we can put him in center. We can turn him into a second baseman. We can turn him. We can do whatever we want with this guy, you know, because the, the arm is there, third, left field, whatever, right, right field. They can put him all over the outfield. But um, yeah, so I don't know. It, Lindor's on the ten day. I just looked it up. You know, you imagine that Mets. I mean, I don't know what happened to the NL East. They were supposed to be better than this. Yeah. But the Mets are flailing. They're all flailing. Yeah. Like the, Braves. the whole division somehow is bad. Yeah. The, the <laughs> Phillies are in second somehow, even though they suck. Uh, the, yeah, they got Harper still, I guess. But then, uh, but then the Braves, they try to make a move by getting Jock. It seems like that's anybody's division, right? Even the Marlins yeah. could maybe add. And we know they've got a farm system. Can you imagine the Marlins are like, hey, we didn't think we'd compete, but. I mean, look at everybody else. They suck. Let's do it. Yeah, let, and then let's they grab start. somebody. Let's grab somebody. And they, they always have a decent farm. So, um, yeah, so I don't know. Of those three guys, that's kind of what I wanted to – I guess my takeaway right now is I of recent performance, of who's having a good year. I mean, Javi's still striking out a shit ton, but Javi seems to be having the best time of it right now. It He's going to have one of the weirdest – uh, slash lines in the history of the game at the end of the season. He's going to be at like, you know, 250 strikeouts, but he's also going to, you know, have, uh, you know, whatever. He, he, he might get close to 50 home runs this year, you know, and over, over a hundred RBI, like, and I know RBI, blah, 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 whatever, but it's still, it's something it's, it's hard to fucking do. I mean, nobody on the Cubs can do it except for him. It's a strange skill set when you it's power and and speed and you know but with all but when are you ever on base if you can't ever walk or 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 you're right. striking he, out all the time to he, even steal he's got the a, base he's going to have a, a 230 batting average and also he's going to have a 230 on base percentage because the only time he's on base is when he gets those hits yeah, I mean, and he is, as I said, he did walk this month, but, you know, he poked a little ball into, like, he'll reach out and he'll, he'll hit a ball that's three feet outside the zone somehow, dump it into left, and then he's stealing second, and then he's, uh, you know, getting over to third because of his base running skills. And, I mean, he just brings, a, and he also brings life and excitement to any team that he would go to, I think, where he'd be really excited. And I, I it's hard to say. We talked about it in the last show. Which of these guys ages best? Obviously, it's Chris Bryant. Yeah, you know because he's Maybe. got the most I mean, boring kind of game to him. It's that's, like solid. That's, that's what you think, but he also has been injured more than any of these other players. That's true. So you you think he's going to be? If you take injuries out of it, you can definitely say that Chris Bryant's going to have the more productive career. Yeah, well, he will. I mean, I think that's if, – if he never gets hurt again. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he could get hurt, and we could be talking about a guy that, you know, has whatever, you know, three or 400 home runs and, you know, had some great years, an MVP, rookie of the year, all that stuff, but just never was able to put together, like, full seasons, you know. Yeah. Well, and and I and then getting to the Rizzo idea, I wonder with that expiring contract and the last couple of moves. I know people are reading something into it. You trade Jock Peterson, you get Bryce Ball. Bryce Ball plays first base. Then 
you Bryceland. get Bryceland Ball. Um, the worst name I've ever fucking heard in my life. Um, <laughs> but then I see this, Kylie McDaniel. Uh, I don't know where what his outlet is. But um, he says, source, the Cubs claimed first baseman Frank Schwindel from the A's. He was DFA'd earlier this week when Mitch Moreland returned from the COVID-19 list. And I was like, who the fuck is Schwindel? And um, he's he's really kind of nobody. He's gotten a few cups of coffees in the majors. Did not go well. Uh, he mostly spent spend his time in the Kansas City Royals minor league, kind of as a triple. He's been in triple A for a while. Um from 2017, 18, 19. I mean, if you and you can, if you can't get up to the Royals, you know what I mean. Well, yeah. I mean, and it then depends. He, first base, though. Like, if you're real, if you're truly a first baseman that doesn't play anywhere else, it's pretty easy to get stuck behind somebody. Yeah, but it's the Royals. I'm <laughs> just saying. I and 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 for the life of me, I couldn't tell you uh, any of the Royals other than Jorge Soler. <laughs> and he may not even be on the team anymore. I don't fucking know. But here's the dude. He had a good 2017 in 890 OPS. He slugged 23 home runs. The next year, he slugged 24 home runs in 2018. This is all in AAA. And 842 OPS. Then Oakland in the minor leagues in 2021, he's been doing really well. I mean, he's batted 317, 362 OBP. 630 slugging, 992 OPS in the Oakland minor leagues. And um, hitting 16 home runs so far and only 207 plate appearance. Looks like uh, Tom Garcia chiming in says, Fiddler said that the kid has, is a pure power, was hitting bombs for Las Vegas aviators. Uh, Tom, check in, uh, make sure that we're still talking about Schwindel. I think that's who he's meaning. And it makes sense with these, you know, the slugging, some of the slugging and OPS numbers that we're looking at. Yeah, no, I, I think he is talking about Schwindel. And, and uh, I mean, I guess you're not going to replace the gold glove, but are they stockpiling first baseman right now, not just to put pressure on Anthony Rizzo, but that the fact that, if, that you have to have a backup plan, that yeah. this guy has played a little bit in the major leagues, if then they don't really have anybody that would, they'd want to bring up, to play first base on a regular basis. Schwindel was just with the A, so he was up, you know, well, I don't know. Seems like what's going on. Amazingly, the Cubs have never had a backup plan for Rizzo since Vogelback. He's like yeah. the only dude, but they traded him fucking three years ago or some shit like that. Like, who who's their backup first baseman right now? It's right. Who's Chris also Bryant. who's also going to get traded, or, or Patrick matter. Wisdom, or whatever. Like, there's nobody in the minor leagues. When Anthony Rizzo gets hurt, they never bring up a minor leaguer to replace him to give somebody a shot. Which tells you there are zero first basemen in their system. Yeah, I mean, well, there's Frank Schwindel now. <laughs> the, the and, uh, and Bryceland, what'd you say? Bryceland Ball. Bryceland Ball. But he's, he's, he's a young. A, yeah. He's an A guy. Yeah. And then Frank Schwindel's on the 40 man, too. And then, so, I mean, I guess he is now your backup plan. I mean, you got Matt Duffy down there on rehab. You got Bodie down there on rehab. I think he's taking a little bit of time down there. Um, so it's in those. It, 
those guys are also both on the 40 man. So there's going to, we're going to see, and I wonder if there'll be corresponding moves, if they can get the trade done, I leave these guys down doing rehab assignments and shit until, you know, they can get the trade done. Then they'll bring somebody up so they don't have to DFA. somebody. you know, that, that kind of thing. Otherwise you lose like Ortega or somebody like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There'll be, there'll be some fancy schmance moving around. Of all that shit, so it'll be it's going to be a really interesting two weeks. I'll say that much about it. Um, yeah. One thing I don't know that is interesting, and I have not been watching, so I can't really speak on it. But I know you have. I listen on the radio. I keep the video on because I, if I, something interesting happens, I want to see it, or I'll just watch it later and whatever. Um, but I listen on the radio. That is basically how I consume Cubs games for the most part. But I, people are like, you guys got to talk about the rotating booth going on at Marquee right now because you've had Sud in there all weekend. Deshaies was gone, I guess. He was back for yesterday. He was back. But he was gone for the weekend, yeah. So or for is, Friday, Saturday. Is this just going to be like this and they're going to ha- – I mean, I don't know. They You'd think they'd tell us. I know they told oh. us we're like, we got 50 different guys. We're going to use them all. That's how it is. But but we're not, we're getting rid of like the buddy movie that goes on in, in Major League Baseball broadcasting. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to get rid of the one thing that we know works really well. When we get two guys that work together really well, we're going to make sure that won't happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You, if you guys like it, I mean, and because you kind of want, I mean, part of it is, you get used to these guys and you yep. get used to their voices and it's kind of synonymous. I mean, I only do this show because of Harry Carey, seriously, yeah. because of him and Steve Stone and their report together. I loved it. And I don't know if I really liked baseball, but I certainly liked Harry Carey and Steve Stone. Yeah. And I mean, they, they, me they were the voices of my summer childhood. You yeah. know, they would be on the TV and yeah. And so Pat and Ron give me that stability that I crave for my baseball consumption that I'm not getting currently from the TV broadcast. So that's all I really have to say on that matter. So I suggest to everybody, listen to the radio as much as you possibly can, and maybe they'll learn a lesson. Yeah. Well, I mean, but if you've got the video on, they assume you're watching that as well. You know what um, I mean? Bill Suga says it seriously blows and also says three-man booth is a disaster. A, a three-man booth is a disaster no matter who it is. It, there's there's never been a three-man booth that was actually good. So uh, you can have the best guys in the world, guys, women, whoever. Three people's too many. You, you don't need it. Uh, you know, as for is Sutcliffe the new J.D.? Feels like it because he and uh, Shambi worked together at ESPN for a while. They seem to have a rapport and a history together. And we know, I mean, Shambi came in and was just a complete dick to JD from the get go. And I think JD is, I think he does a great job. And I, but I think he's been on the outs ever since Len was gone. You know, without Len, there, uh, I think they wanted to get. They probably wanted to get rid of them both at the same team, same time. And JD was just like, "I've got a contract, and I'm going to be here until then, until it's over." Yeah, yeah. Um, and, until I can find a pastor to shut up. 
So, um, <laughs> but I, I will say Sutcliffe is not as good as JD. I don't like what he brings to the broadcast. He can be okay at times, but I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, he's, he sounds like he's just telling drunk Sutcliffe stories. Like, he always seems like a couple beers in, which I like. I was kind of hoping Boog was going to be like that. But instead, Boog is, like, giving demonstrations about how a ball spins with a pen, you know? And, like, they're not it, even it, showing the game. They got things some he doesn't even understand. Yeah, and the, yeah, and then and then they got then a Home Depot commercial flashes me in the face, and then that goes away, and I'm like, ah, what's happening? Like, I'm just trying to watch a baseball game here, and you're not letting me. Yeah, it's all I uh, want to do. It's the one thing they have to do is show me a baseball game, and they don't do it. I don't understand. They don't tell me what's going on. Like, it's insane. But Pat yeah. does. Pat Hughes does. Well, and I and I'll tell you, uh, it was one thing that dr- kind of drove me nuts was Sutcliffe got so excited in that, you know, come from behind victory, which, you know, that's great. You're getting excited. But at one point he was like talking about how Chirinos and Ortega, nobody knew how important they would be to this team in this season. They are a huge factor, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, he was really getting into it. It's like, dude, they just got here. They just got here, and they they're beating the fucking worst team in the league. Yeah, they didn't come out. It's the and, worst, literally the worst bullpen in the National League. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, the, the absolute worst. <laughs> it's not like they came out and fucking beat down Kershaw and Nola, and and they've been you know they're putting together like you know fucking twenty game consecutive hit streaks and shit like that. Like, they literally hit in one game against the worst bullpen, and Sutcliffe was, like, all over him. Like, I don't know. I I like what uh, Tom Garcia said here. Sut was talking out of his ass that inning and sounded goofy when he left. Totally. I noticed that, too. He was like, (laughs) he, like, cackled like a chicken. It was insane. Um, I also like what uh, Bill says here. Boog throws out meaningless stats with zero correlation to the game being played. I'm like, seriously. He's like, on Tuesday is when he eats popcorn at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. He's got a, an on-base percentage of 422. And you're like, I don't care. Right. It, it, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. He is the poster child for bad stats, right? Like, I don't hate the stats, I don't hate the spreadsheets, even though I talk a ton of shit about them. But the reason I talk shit about them is that the pendulum is swung to a point where the game is being played on paper and nobody's paying attention to the fucking field. I think that you, if you really want to be good, you have to pay attention to both. And right now, it feels like a ton of baseball has just quit paying attention to baseball. Yeah. To just baseball. And they're fucking playing everything based on these percentages that come out of a calculator that are somewhere else. Because I'm pretty sure they're using calculators. Uh, Tyler Barger says, uh, you know, about the throwing out meaningless stats. Okay, and so did Len Casper, who is even worse than Boog. I mean, I, I completely I, disagree with that. I, I kind of got sick of the the Casper shtick. I did. I it just was like it felt like it had run its course. 
I felt like Len was pretty frustrated last year. I felt like Len is still frustrated because they're not allowing him to go on the road, which uh, I have something to say about that too, because whoever's doing sound at the score uh, on that, and I don't envy their position, but there is a gate on the microphone, which means that it'll take things that are softer than the, uh, I guess, the main sound that's going on, which is Pat Hughes' voice. So if you've got background crowd noise, it's going to X that out because the gate is yeah. going to, to take that away so you don't get background noise. But because of that, they're trying to pump in the sound. And it's not working because you got a, the whole thing running through a gate. So as Pat was excitedly talking about the Cubs' comeback the other night, the gate kept oh, yeah. with the crowd sound. So if this was the crowd sound. Well, oh, no, no. Actually, so Danny, were you not watching that game on TV? No, I was listening to it so, on a radio show. What on, you're on talking about. So, right. But what you're talking about, that was that. I mean, I'm not going to say it wasn't the gate and it wasn't an audio situation. What happened is during that moment, the fucking feed from Arizona started getting wonky for everyone. And because they're there watching it on TV, that background noise is actually coming out of the monitor. Oh, and okay. so. It wasn't. So the, you heard the, that cutting out too? No, nobody saw the, the home run. Shambi, <laughs> the, the fucking ball goes in, and you know, we were going to get whatever. We're, we're in the fucking game two here, the, the replay. Unfortunately, this is just how it's working. The ball gets hit. It's straight down a line. It's going right at the fucking foul pole. And the TV goes black. And then it comes back, and there's fans jumping up and down in the stands, and Shami doesn't know if what it's a home run or not. <laughs> Nobody does. And it wasn't until they flip back and you see, uh, you see Willie running down to first, and you can tell that he's excited that he and hit that's a home when, run. And that's when Shami knows that it's a home run. He did not know before that. And then later, uh, Sutcliffe was just laughing his ass off because. I think he was pressing the you – know, they, they have a, a mute, you know, and I think he was just, like, freaking the fuck out because he didn't know what to call. And later, Sutcliffe sort of brought that up, maybe, like – an uh, or maybe it was – it was later that inning or it was uh, when the other team was batting, I think. And, and just – he was cracking up because I think Shambi lost his fucking mind. Only we didn't hear it because he was pushing the mute button. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, I like what Dominic says here. Boog is good nap. Obvious oh shirts. God. Get on this. Boog is good nap. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into these games because we already started kind of. You got some poems for us. So let's talk about the win or the first win anyway, five to one. Because I considered the other two kind of losses. Right. <laughs> I really did. Please um, love wasted my time. Yeah. All right. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. Did you know that every Tuesday, uh, the members of the Sunranto Show, myself, Crawley, and Michael, get together for a conversation with you on the Spotify Green Room app every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Uh, won't you join us there? Uh, you can download it for either Android or the iPhone 
App Store. And, uh, you know, we kind of get together. We have a conversation about something Cubs-related or baseball-related. Or sometimes we just have a conversation with artist Matt Camber. You never know what's going to happen over there on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. at the Spotify Green Room app. Here's what you do. Uh, you download it, and uh, then you follow Sunranto Show, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O-S-H-O-W, and you link your Twitter in there, and uh, you know, pretty soon you're having conversations with people like me. Um, it's totally participatory. Oh, that was hard to say. And it's a lot of fun. So check us out Tuesdays, 6 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app, and check out everything it's got to offer. See you at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays. Spotify Green Room app. Free. Uh, Cubs poem 91, Chicago 5, Arizona 1. Cubs are back. Back again. Flying dubs for the win. Hendricks grinds. Kimbrel hurled. Three dong night. Joy to the world. Oh, that's good. Javi magic, running bags, D-backs, missing Javi tags. So That was a nice one. I like that one. A three three dong night. I'm going to think about that for a while. The joy you know, the I, 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 I threw that three dong night in there, and I immediately thought of uh, of Bill Sugis. I was like, you know what? There's there's one for the for the boomer. For the boomers, yeah. Out there. Now that, that song came out like, Two day, two years before I was born, or something. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we we beat the ghosts of Madison Bumgarner, so that was exciting. Um, and they did look like ghosts. Uh, we we stayed on the uh, Patreon feed on the Discord for all night long. Like we finished the show, which was an hour too long because we got drunk, and then we just stayed on and we hung out with Little Yumper and uh, who else was there? God, I don't remember, man. Uh, Bleacher Todd. Bleacher Todd was hanging and, out, and then uh, Cub, Cubs. The Cubs man came yeah, in, yeah. which I I think is Corey, but I'm not. No, you sure. were less you were less drunk than me, if you remember that stuff. Because I was just like I'm like I woke up and I was like, hope I didn't say like fucked up. Oh my god, I did too. I was fucking <laughs> wasted. Uh, but they literally looked like ghosts. So that serpiente, so it was cool, but they looked like the um, you know those uh, the ghosts of Wrigley. That walk around, oh, they're like yeah, tickers yeah. ever's chance and stuff. Like they looked exactly like those guys in those all white uniforms that were like eight men out when they come out of the cornfield. They look like ghosts. And um, I mean, Hendo was out there, and he, you know, he was typical Hendo start. He's allowing a lot of contact and stuff, and you know, I. So here, here's he's, the thing: he's that, having a weird year too, if you think about it. He's having a weird year, and once again, uh, I do not understand what Ross is doing with him. The last time that Hendricks went above 93 pitches was in a six-inning game. It's like, is Ross managing for innings and the pitches don't matter? Like, well, it's not the seventh inning, so we're not pulling Kyle yet, even though he's at 100 pitches. But if he's through the seventh inning or he's through the sixth inning and he's only at 90 pitches – we are pulling him because it has to do with innings. Who the fuck manages a game like that? Like, so, I don't understand what's happening. D- this just in, Dominic, the Cubs oh. man is Dominic <laughs> Galoro. So, uh, Dominic, nice, yeah. nice talking to you the other day. I had no idea. Who the fuck was <laughs> I didn't know. I was even talking to Cotton at the, some point yeah. that night. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I just don't understand how, what the, Again, it comes down to the spreadsheets that I fucking hate. I don't understand how he makes it 
101 pitches through six innings, but well, if he's at 90 pitches through six innings, he's out. I mean, he gave up six hits. He gave up three walks, which is pretty uncharacteristic to him. I right. think. I mean, I, I think they needed the six from him. It's like you said. Well, they like, need I, the I, seven I, from him. Like if yeah. he did ninety pitches after six, give then him another. Him, yeah, right? if you're willing to let him go one hundred and one, why are you letting him go one hundred and one when he's cruising in a game where he's cruising? That's and what I'm saying. Seventh, yeah. And you could save some of these bullpen arms. So in the end, you get you get the three headed monster uh, with uh, Tapera, who struck out the side, gave up a hit. Um, Chafin and Kimbrel, who struck out two, but I didn't really understand also why Kimbrel pitched in this game. I don't believe that was a save situation, was it? Did he get the save? No, no. So I was no, like, he didn't right, get a save because you won. The game, a, yeah, you won the game four, five to one. Yeah, I mean, it so. was a four run game, and he started the inning, right? Yeah. Like if if uh, Chafin had been out there and you know given up a hit, then and, he comes in, and then you're in this situation. But uh, yeah, no, there was no save there. I think it was just that he. Well, and it's not even that he hadn't pitched. He pitched at the All-Star game. He pitched at the All-Star game, so you really didn't need him. But, like, I don't know why you put him out there. And the only reason I say that is is because of Game 3, but we'll get to that. He was well, unavailable then for Game 3 because he pitched the two games before. And I'm like, well, why don't you just use him when you fucking need to use him in a tight game as opposed to when it's 5-1 to one, and just put fucking Dan Winkler out there for this one and then see how that goes. If you need to use Kimbrell in the end, you do. But, you know, anyway. This Rossi, is what I'm mm. – I swear to God, Ross is managing from a fucking spreadsheet. Yep. He right. Is. If if he's going to Para, he's going Chafin, he's going Kimbrel. It's not a matter of what's happening in the game. It's just that. Well, if I throw to Para, I'm throwing Chafin. I'm throwing Kimbrel. This is this is how the fucking cards lay out when we talk about it before the game. Yep. That's fucking ridiculous. Like you say, I'm fine with Tapera and Chafin. Right, uh, you're you're up by four. I actually, you might have not even been up by four at the moment. I think you were by the time Tapera came in. I think when yeah, because uh, the seventh they, they scored yeah. in the seventh. They scored in the seventh. So then you can maybe change the way you're playing the game. You you were up two to one. Now you've uh, expanded your lead. You need three innings to preserve the lead. I understand that that's not the but easiest. He might thing have to do in already. Baseball. He might have already had these three guys ready to go, ready to and then go. he just doesn't change the doesn't fucking change. run. Yeah, agreed. And um, I, I do want to mention that uh, that Rizzo is homered in the game. He's one of the three dog knights, and that was his first homer <laughs> to, to the, the world. world. But that was his first since June twenty sixth. It is now, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's been yeah, there was a there was. All-star break. Off, There's an all-star break. Yeah, that's still. A it's a while for Rizzo. And then Mad Bum plunked him and apologized on his way down to first base. I thought that was kind of funny. I thought he was barking at him. I did too, but yeah, he was like, I'm sorry. But I think Mad I, I think Mad Bum's like one of those people that you know that even if they're saying something nice to you, that it comes off mean because they have this like angry right. face, you know. Right. Kind of like traveling through Eastern Europe. I'm sorry. Yeah, like you're just trying to get directions, and they're. I truly apologize you know? for. I said you turn right, and you're like, "Why are you yelling?" <laughs> you're like, I don't know, just how our language sounds. Um, but <laughs> it, it just is. Sorry, that's just how it is sometimes. Um, 
And, but yeah, that was Rizzo's first song for a while. Wisdom hit a solo shot. And Jay Hay with a two-run homer. Still lack of three-run homers on this baseball team. But Jay Hay, pinch hit home run. You love to see it. Uh, yeah, you know. yeah that, that was a pinch hit home run. He comes in pinch hit situation. And, of course, everybody's going to be like, oh, God. But, yeah, coming through with the shot. Look good. Uh, and we kind of mentioned it earlier, uh, Javi, with that looper and then stealing – uh, stealing second base and then getting to third on the uh, on the Marisnik, air. Well, Marizic kind of got robbed. Oh, oh, oh no, I mean, uh, well, he, yeah, got, he the got the third on the air, air and then Marizic, and then yeah. from third, yeah, and then yeah, that was a that was good placement, great catch uh, by their left fielder who I do not know. Cubs got robbed a couple times by their outfield in this. Oh, uh, Calhoun in game three. Other <laughs> than the the fucking toot land. Amazing game defensively. Yeah. But, uh, and they yeah, struck, anything, and the Cubs managed to strike out. Nine times. Nine times. Yeah. Um, what else about this game? Oh, yeah. It, it was kind of funny. I, I got a kind of a – do I have this TFC uh, to – no, I don't have it. But I'm it, glad it, you have some. I fucking – Is this the one? No, it's not. Yeah. Um, I don't have it, but I saw a lot of people upset with Javi for striking out on, like, the ball over his head in this game. And and I was like, people were arguing, like, he just stole a base and manufactured a run, and then in his next step, and you said nothing. You didn't right. praise him for being amazing. Then he strikes out, and you're like, see, you want to resign this asshole? Are you kidding me? I'm like, oh, my God, you guys. Like, It's like when, it's so obvious that if you are just tunnel vision to hate Javi, you know, that you will just continue to hate Javi at his game. And I understand. Strikeouts yeah. suck. It is so easy to focus on the 120 strikeouts and not pay attention to the – 21 22 home runs that he has and the stolen bases and all the stuff that he does if you want to do that but it's stupid it's yeah. and the the defense that he brings i mean all of it. i mean I, do i wish he struck out less sure but all still, of us do but yeah um but you know they got you know it's it was just strange to me how they played that game i was like oh why is kimbrell out there i'm like oh well yeah like you said he had just pitched, so I was a little confused by it. Game two, give me a poem. Or do uh, you have a poem? I do. Cubs win it. Cubs win this one. Uh, four to two. Yep. Cubs poem 92. I've written 93 of these fuckers so far, plus a couple of off days. Uh, Chicago four, Arizona two. Down the line. Then the line went down. The ball disappearing from the screen. Into the stands, the only indication, Wilson trotting, outstretched hands. Oh, that was so, kind of uh, dark. Was, we'll yeah, say. well, it was basically the, you know, can't yeah. all be recap of the whole game. It was basically that one play, but just talking about well, how the. All that happened was one play in this game. There was talking one about how the play. TV went out <laughs> right then, like. I was sitting there watching it, and, you know, of course, I I stream this through websites, and I'm like, is something going on with my TV? And then Shambi's like, uh, sorry for technical difficulties. That's happening to us here as well. So. Lame. Um, well, this was an Alzali game, 
And I thought he pitched well. Uh, the only good Cub on the team was Wilson Contreras in this game. He got three of the Cubs' seven hits, including that lead home off run hitter. That you're t- as the leadoff hitter. Scored two runs out of the four as well, uh, not, including knocking himself in. Uh, despite being a catcher who has lots of speed and pretty decent defense, he also has a 780 OPS, and he had – kind of a rough time but for a while it's nice to see him break out in a game like this and uh, even though he failed in game three to let that curveball just <laughs> drop into the stri- the strike zone and he couldn't be the hero he certainly was the hero in this game he couldn't yeah. do it two days in a row but the cubs only got seven hits um and and most of them were at the very end of the game uh where they scored three runs in the ninth with two outs and thank you rafael ortega and thank you uh Cheerios, because honestly, but you guys aren't even supposed to be on the team. So, I right. mean, if that is the bench. We fell into a win. We accidentally won by all. Everybody knows that if you, you're not facing the Diamondbacks, you lose this baseball game easily, you know, because you're you're looking at a shitty uh, bullpen. You can't hit. Off they the were wood. talking about the, the crazy numbers being down by two in the ninth, like the Cubs hadn't come back this year or some shit like no, that. Like, not ex- they don't got it in them. Yeah. They just don't then, have it. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get a guy like – I mean, you the guys who are going to make that happen, it, it is Ortega and Chirinos because they don't have anywhere to go yeah. at this point. They're not going to make the team next year – Unless they do things like this, unless they get these big hits in, in these situations and uh, Chirino shows that he can pinch hit, you know, that type of stuff. The Cubs K'd 12 times. Patrick Wisdom uh, or, or Baez struck out three times in this game, but he also got a hit in an RBI. Um, and, you know, other than that, like they just they spread their strikeouts out. They all like striking out 12 times. They struck out yeah. in this baseball game. Um, and they really, without the end of that, I mean, how did they score their first run? I'm trying to, uh, I, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm looking it up. I, I should have. Re- oh yeah. Uh, no, no, that's their, oh yeah. Javi doubled with two on and, uh, then written and that, oh, that was when Rizzo got caught at the, out at the plate. Oh uh, yeah. Bryant soft contact ball when he clerched. And so Javi, Javi had doubled with two on, I want to say, and then Rizzo got the third. But and Rizzo should like, not have been sent there. Like I don't know what the. I mean, like, no, he he wasn't. Well, he wasn't sent on the Javi double. No, he was slow. sent on the on the KB. Sent on KB on the contact, but that was like pre-planned play. What we were kind of talking about that they would just try to score there. If anything, he had a better chance to score on the Javi double. Because all this shit's going on, and the throw could be bad, and all this shit, but a little squibber, the guy's throwing at 10 feet, not 100. Yeah, that, it, 200, which is, you know, you know, which is why, I mean, look. It was why we're going to be playing Bryce ball real soon instead of Rizzo ball because right. you're slow. But it's, it's little league shit, right? When you're at third and the ball goes to the third baseman, you wait until he's committed to throwing to first. And in the major leagues – you don't run because the first baseman's going to throw you out of, <laughs> at home as well. But you know, you but you still you wait. You know, the ball's coming right up the line at you. I don't know. Yeah, no, it was that, just that the wasn't shit. a spot to run. Well, I blame KB. Fucking your Chris Bryant hit it farther, asshole, <laughs> or you know hit it I mean? harder. Yeah, 
So, um, Mary Hit it harder so that he doesn't make that decision because it was kind of a bouncing bunt sort of fucking ball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, no, hit it to the outfield and the and Rizzo can score no matter how fat and slow he is. Um, Marianne Likens asks, uh, what's with Hap? I think that's the million dollar question because mm-hmm. he hasn't been able to do anything at all, all year. And uh, I, I mean, I, it's, it's a, it's a head scratcher. I mean, <clears throat> I think we're all obviously rooting for him, uh, to get it together. He's got to, this is another failed Theo first round pick as far as I could see right now. After having an 866 OPS last year, he's dropped that down to 617. He had yeah. uh, uh, the power's still kind of there. He's got nine home runs. Uh, he only, you know, I mean, he had 11 in 100 in, wait, no, that's 2019. Oh, well, that's, he was down half the year. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of on pace for what he was. He had 24 his rookie year, though, and got quite a few plate appearances. I mean, Man, he had a great year last year. I don't know. Like, I, I wish. I, no, I don't think anybody can explain it. Maybe he's one of these guys like Alzali or Alzali, uh, um Schwarber, no, Almora, Almora, where he does great against certain pitchers. Right? He's a you know maybe he's showing us that he's maybe not an everyday guy. He's a guy that. You put him in against the right people. You put him in, and he's much more versatile because he's a switch hitter. Plays a couple but, of positions. Yeah, if he gets the right matchups, he's he's maybe great. Or maybe if he sees the same five teams all year long, like last year, he figures them out. You know, but when he's seeing a brand new team, he can't. Yeah. Well, he didn't do shit in this game, so I don't even want to talk about right. it. Um, uh, you know, I, the uh, there Gimbrel was a save is really the last thing to talk about here. You, well, the, yeah, he had three hundred sixty nine career nice. saves now, so good good job for him. Um, and um, so, yeah, that's they came back, they won. It was exciting. I was surprised, but I also was disappointed because it was the Diamondbacks and they didn't hit all day. And I was like, oh, typical, hit three home runs last night, mostly solo shots, and then the next night. You come out and you don't do shit, and that's pretty much what happened until the very, very, very end, right before all hell was uh, – the whole game was going to go to shit, and then your bench guys accidentally won the game for you. That's right. what happened. you know. Yeah. So uh, game three, you got poem? Yep. Uh, Cubs poem, 93, Arizona 6, Chicago 3. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Spreadsheets. When the history of the game is written, nobody will remember fake rallies and spreadsheet victories for last place teams. Oh, that's that's more of a diatribe than a poem. That's more well, like Confucius says, "You suck. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you." Look, man, front office. I'm I'm closing in on a hundred, and I don't like to do the exact same thing every single time. It's getting tough. Like, especially when I wrote three today because I fucking slacked and I didn't write one for the last (laughs) few days. So I had to write them all this morning. By the time I got to this one, I'm like, do I really want to do another, like, uh, you know, let's, this rhymes with this, rhymes with this, Mm -hmm. rhymes with this. No, that's that's the same trouble that Cupshirt Thomas got himself into. (laughs) 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 He just couldn't do it. That's why he stopped rhyming completely. Um, So, uh, yeah, Gabe, Merrill Kelly almost Maddox-ed us. Like, 
that's what that poem is about. It's the only poem I've written all year that is actually more about the other team, the opposing team, because fuck Lavella or Lula, whatever that dude's name is. Tori Lavella or whatever. Dude, 81 pitches in the ninth inning. He gave up hits to KB and Javi, the same two guys that he gave up hits to all game. Right? They hit earlier. Yeah. He, they're the only two that can hit on him all day, and you pull his ass? He, Merrill Kelly does not have a complete game in his career. And guess what? He still doesn't because this motherfucker pulled him with 81 pitches. Yeah. So and, they, they could put Soria in there and to almost, almost blow lose it. it. Yeah, exactly. Just like the day before. I know. It's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, maybe – and I thought about this because the Diamondbacks, and I don't know Merrill. Merrill Kelly is on nobody's radar no. at all. Like, this is a guy on a terrible team. He's got a 446 ERA, but he managed to cover up the Cubs like they were, you know, nothing. Now, those four runs all were charged to him. You know, the Cubs got two in the sixth and then the two in the ninth. So he did get charged. So that's how you, but he had, it was pitching a great game. So I think you, when you see, Four runs through eight. That's not quite fair for how he was pitching in that game. You know, especially I agree. since Soria actually let the other two in. In yeah, it exactly. was really two through eight. He put two on. I you know, and he's only at eighty one pitches. Let the kid go because look, I get it. If if that's the Brewers, right? If he's on the Brewers or he's on a contending team. And you need every goddamn win. You're in first place. You have to maintain this. Sure. If you th- see something and you think you need to pull him and bring in your closer or whatever, fine, whatever. This is a last place team. Nobody gives a shit what Leave the fucking there. spreadsheet says. Nobody cares that this dude is about to get blown up. Who cares? Because you fucking lose. Does anybody notice? Yeah, Nobody no. fucking cares. But this kid had a chance for his first complete game in the way that baseball is played anymore. It might be the only chance he ever gets for a complete game. Give him the shot. Well, Let him blow it. You call him a kid, but you know he was a 31-year-old rookie. Right. But, <laughs> he, he no, my, a, but my, my point being. He's two years old. I mean, you know, he's had his chances, but not really because he never made the majors until the Diamondbacks sucked so bad that they had nobody to throw out there that Merrill Kelly ended up in the major league carving up the Cubs batters. That's how but, sad of a situation is for Cubs hitters. Just, but this, this is why you let him go. You know, you, you're not playing for anything. You're not playing for anything. Lavula. Yeah. Lavilla, I don't know who you are. Lavula Deville, Lavula Deville. Literally, nobody is going to care at the end of the year if you left this kid in at 81 pitches and he gets blown up and loses a game. That's just not going to happen. Like, nobody's going to give a shit. Let him pitch. Let him finish that game off. Uh, You know, he could have been under 100 pitches and out of that. Yeah, Real well, easy. Double play could have come the next pitch. Yeah. It was his longest outing of the year, and it was against the so-called contending Chicago Cubs, one-time one contender Chicago Cubs. 
Um, yeah, and he's not even uh, fast. He's got like a 92-mile-hour fastball. And, like, I mean, if it's 97, Cubs can do it. 92, like, it just it hurts them. I think that must explain why they get the pitchers they get because they're like, oh, this guy's amazing. He throws 92. Like, we can't hit that at all. That should happen when we face other teams with our 92-mile-per-hour fastball so they get Jake Arrieta, who it doesn't work out that way because all the other teams can hit it. Um, yeah, it just made me angry as a as a baseball fan to see that. And, and, and that's what I'm talking about with, you know, the, the, the numbers, whatever percentages they have, all this shit, that's what it says. But no, if you're paying attention to the game, Javi and KB are the only guys that hit him all night and they just hit him again. That doesn't mean that he's about to lose it. It means that the two guys that can hit him did it. It's like, dude, we got Wisdom, who likes to strike out. P-Wiz is going to strike out on you. Got Hayward coming after. He's been terrible. He's, like, he's going to roll over and do a double play. Yeah, and then and then Mariznick, who's not beating any world. So, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. But then, like, you want to – I think you're complaining about the wrong manager here because there's plenty of things to complain about David Ross's manager. Oh, well, yeah. Game. So, I mean, so it, here's how – I mean, It was I mean, a getaway he, day loss. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and the lineup wasn't as bad as some we've seen, too. At least, you know, it looked somewhat decent um, for a while. But uh, here's kind of what happened in the game. Uh, You had, um, well, Calhoun made a couple of great plays. I think the Cubs, they hit the ball well off of Merrill early in the game. That one diving play, the one where he dove, a lot of times you see guys falling as they catch the ball, you know, like it's it's a diving play, but they're just sort of falling as they go to get it. He actually jumped in the air. Yeah, it, it, it was, was pretty, crazy, it was pretty but, amazing. Yeah, no, and that was great. And uh, and then like, Hayward, like next next inning, so he's got these like co- couple of great plays. He got one off of Bryant, and uh, the other one was on Marisnik. And uh, then like Hayward kind of missed one of those. He he's not good at those line drive that take off on him. I mean, I guess he didn't yeah. think like Nick Ahmed was going to hit it that hard. Cause that ball kind of took off on him. He ended up missing it. Uh, you know, they, they, they moved him over, but then like Davies was in a lot of trouble in this game. So like, yeah. you know, it, it's just like, it, it wasn't great. You know, I don't know if he re- increased his trade value. Couldn't go five, uh, only gave up two runs, but dance out of a lot of trouble, four walks, six. Hits. I, I think that fourth inning, I think it was a fourth inning, but it might have been. But, yeah, he had bases loaded and only gave up one run. It was yeah. a phenomenal bit of pitching, but then he loaded him up again in the fifth. Hey, everybody, a quick message. Uh, last interruption of the show. I, I want you all to join our Patreon campaign. Why? Well, you get the show early, ad-free, and you help the Sunranto show stay on the air. You know, we got bills to pay. We got a website hosting uh, due real quick. Uh, we've got uh, our uh, stream yard that we've got to pay for. We got tickets and beer. We got There's expenses, people. There's expenses with keeping the show on the air, and you should help us pay for it. Um, Go to patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash s-o-n-r-a-n-t-o, and become a patron today. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. There are 105 other Cubs fans that have done exactly that, and you should join them because it really helps us keep the lights on. Please help the Sunranto show stay in the air. Patreon.com slash sunranto. You can pay all at once. It's like $10. If you buy each one of us a beer... 
at the ballpark for doing the show. That's like $3 level. If you want the photographs and you want the uh, music, it's $5 level. If you want to get your name on the end of our live recording as a, as a special supporter of the Sun Ranto Show, that's a $10 level. I know some of you guys can afford it. Um, if, you're, if you love Cubs baseball and Cubs talk and you want to help us out, then please become a patron. Patreon.com slash And I won't bother you again about this because you'll be getting the free ad-free feed straight to your Patreon account. But you don't you gotta listen to ads like this one. You could you don't need to. You don't need to. One dollar will change all that. Patreon.com slash yeah, then he did it again. Yeah, because they got Varsho on that 6-3 when Javi got the ball, stepped on the base, and then uh, got that double play. And then the fifth was met better with, uh, you know, just kept getting more hits. Kyle Ryan comes in and gets out of it. Great. We got out of it. Okay? We're still in the game. Okay? The shit didn't all, all hell didn't break loose. We're playing the Diamondbacks. We should be able to beat these guys. We're only losing two to nothing. No problem. Shouldn't be an issue. Cubs come back in the sixth. They tie it. KB gets knocked in. Javi's double uh, ties the, when Javi d- ties him in or, or knocks him in. Everything's going great. And then Ross left Kyle Ryan out there. Yeah. Who came out and walked everybody. Then um, Adam Morgan got a got Ooh, the Kyle, Kyle Ryan probably not thinking I'm, I'm going gonna, back out there. Yeah. So they throw his ass back out there, gives up a hit and two walks. Okay. Uh, fine. Fine. They, then they get out of it again. Amazingly, because the guy that was making great plays the entire game, Calhoun, forgets to run on a basically what would have been a, like a fielder's choice. Yep. And Calhoun would have been at first. So they get the out at home with the bases loaded again. Well, he, he didn't forget to run. The ball went right at Rizzo, and Rizzo threw that ball that right yeah. at him. Yeah. And so he he ducked, but once he ducked, he could have made it. He never got back into it. He he yeah. I don't know what was going on in his head, but yeah, he he had the deck, and then he was just down there, just like I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, so maybe he forgot how many outs there were, or what? Uh, yeah, which I don't know. doesn't make sense because if there were already two outs, why would Rizzo throw home? Yeah, he just would have stepped on first base. Yeah, I mean, maybe not able to think about all that. I think it was more that that ball came at his head and he, deer in headlights, just forgot what was going on. But that was like a huge toot plan. Uh, and you see why they're a last place team with making mistakes like that. But then, um, you know. That it kind of reminded me of that thing that happened with the Mets a little bit because the Cubs almost stopped. Chirinos got the ball. And was standing there waving his hands like timeout, timeout, time. Like the ump's like, it's not timeout, stupid ass. Yeah, motherfucker's still running the first. Running the first. (laughs) So then, so Morgan covered the base. Also, a nice play for him. I mean, he got out of it. Adam Morgan hasn't been great for us. It was nice to see that. So then, they uh, they bring um, they leave Morgan out. Right? Don't they leave Morgan out for the rest of it? He gets a walk. And then um, they take him out. They bring Winkler in. He walks everybody, starts, you know, and then they got to take his ass out. Brother, brothers comes in. It's no better. Uh, it was just, man, it, it was just. You, where you, were Tapera, 
Chafin, exactly. and Kimbrell and, in this game. Exactly. Where were they? Exactly. So, I mean, just they, every single thing that could have gone wrong with the bullpen went wrong, and it was this, just – This is the bullpen you put out there when you have a four-run lead. Our bullpen is terrible. But this is the lineup with the four-run lead, not this game. Yeah, this was a tie baseball game. You just got the tie, and then you just threw dog shit after dog shit after dog shit at a dog shit team, and guess what? You lost anyway. And the, and really, so then you leave brothers in to just suffer, and then he gives up the two-run homer, kind of puts the game away. Uh, and, you know, then you Merrill Kelly is, like, throwing a Maddox, and I'm like, but not really because you're still hitting a ball off him. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, Maddox has to be a, a complete game shutout. So, yeah, But he exactly. was still going to be under 100 pitches complete game, which is – I could not believe it. Like, 81 and, pitches is what he finished in the ninth inning. <laughs> like, yeah, and, and I think this is right. Tom Garcia – Cubs are in protect trade chips mode. Absolutely. Yeah. But it kind of like brings me back to how game using a uh, just Kimbrel, even just using Kimbrel in that first game makes no sense at all. You didn't need to. You could have been in this game. Uh, obviously, your big trade chips are to MVP vote getter, along with Chafin. Uh, the lefty, and then so you're going to just, you know, use the B squad, and that's exactly what they did in a tie ball ball game, and so they've given up, and yeah. I don't they've know how they, they they can expect me to give a fuck about this team and sit there and watch this game on Sunday, except for that I have this show to do. Right, and, and to be fair, <laughs> we're not saying that the players have given up. I think the players are going out there, the team and they, are, they are playing hard all the time. I think the front office has sent the message down to Ross. We are not in the uh, wins business right now. Any yeah. business, yeah. We're not in the wins business. Like we don't give a shit. You know, we have we have spreadsheets that you're going to manage this game by, and this is all we're going to do now. You're not going to try. It. You're you're out of the loop. Yeah, you don't get to make these decisions really well you saw what happened when they overused morrow and then they used him wrong they told joe not to and he did it like they don't want to let that happen again where they're like oh no let's put kimberl out there for a third game he freaking tweaks something and there goes your trade piece so you know i get well, it but i'm just the, saying just the use thing that it kills me is you always have to have Tapera, chafin kimberl no, like it, you can't use those guys other days well, and we got to talk about this another show, but I want to pinpoint the day that our bullpen got bad. Certain guys in our bullpen as the day they started checking for the freaking goo on your hand. Just, yeah. I know a lot of fans are probably doing that with a lot of guys in their bullpens right now and yeah. the incredibly rising uh, ERAs of, of uh, bullpens across Major League Baseball. I'd be interested to see how it compares to other teams. And, and I would say that Chafin and Tapera have adjusted. Well, I don't think Chafin ever had a problem. Tapera definitely did. I think he's adjusted. He's maybe not as good as he was. But my my thing, again, is – why why is it always Tapera, Chafin, Kimbrell? Why don't we see brothers Chafin uh Winkler? You know, yeah. like you never see these guys in with anyone else. 
Because guess what? Brothers gives up five. Uh, Chafin comes in, shuts them down, and then Winkler gives up four. It doesn't hurt Chafin's prospects at all. Like, he's got his inning, and it still looks fine, and it probably looks better because the other two fuckers gave up nine. Yeah. And and especially in this game, because uh, because in you did not you saw Kimbrel in this game against uh, in game two, but you did not see Chafin. So Chafin was available for this game, right? You know he should have been, as should have been Tapera, who also did not pitch in game two. So Tapera or Chafin were not seen in. None of them were seen except for Kimbrell in that second game. Yeah, so it, 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 they were all available and they didn't use any of them. And I don't know if that's looking ahead to the Cardinal series, which I guess we should get to because we're already an hour and a half into the show. But um, but yeah, it, the Cubs fake rallied, like you said, they scored a couple runs again. Wilson uh, with the game on the line could have been a hero. He was not. He took a Soria curveball right down the middle, and he was obviously <laughs> waiting for the fastball. And yep. you know, but hey, it's nice to see KB. You know, and Baez like they're all Ortega. You know, they're all they, they're trying. Ortega, like Ortega has Soria's number. Yeah. I don't think Soria ever wants to see Ortega again, again in his yeah. life. Yeah, because he went opposite field that time. He he pulled the first one all the way to the corner, and then went opposite field all the way to the corner. It was a thing of beauty. We should have won three. Actually, we the way they played, they probably should have lost two of these games. But, probably. And, uh, but it, luckily, we escape out of Arizona with only that tells one you That tells you one thing. The Cubs are better than the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Just barely. not by much. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll find out. We're facing them this weekend, too. Um. And, and to to think I made the Bleacher Bum Band show uh, during a Diamondbacks game just to think that we would play after a win. To think I would have yeah. that kind of attitude about this baseball team that I, I ostensibly watch. All right, let's talk about this series. Um, the Cardinals, Cubs go to St. Louis. They're there right now in boring St. Louis. Just um, – Warning their asses off because they aren't allowed to leave the hotel because none of them are fucking well because they don't have eighty five percent of their team vaccinated. And Missouri's a hot spot, so uh, we split with the Cardinals right before the All Star break. So we just saw them. Uh, We each won one. We won ten to five. They shut us out six nothing behind Kim. Um, they just took two of three from the Giants. They've been home, so they stay home. They beat just beat a good team. The Cubs are six and two versus the Cardinals this year. Cardinals are nine games back right now, so um, I have to play the drop. Right, that's just the law about these things. Yep, nine times, nine nine games. Um, they're hurt. Ponce de Leon is on the 10-day. They won't have Michaelis, Dakota Hudson, or Carlos Martinez because Carlos Martinez is racked with multiple sexually transmitted diseases. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about the offense. Uh, The Cubs, they have ostensibly a better offense. I'm using ostensibly way too much in this show. I I need a different word. Isn't it weird when you're in a show and partway through and you're like, I've said ostensibly 12 times. Yeah, like, I need to shut the fuck up. I (laughs) I would tell myself if I was listening to me to stop saying it because you think you sound smart, but you sound stupid. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> that's what I would tell me. That's by the way, if, if, if any of you guys out there at podcast that, you know, I listen to just know, I'm thinking this about you just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the Cubs offense is ostensibly better <laughs> with a 699 to 680 OPS. Um, I do not think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> Well, doesn't it mean it's like possibly? No, I no, I think oh. you do. I, it, that's a quote from uh, from Princess Bride. Oh yeah, oh yeah. What is the keep dude saying? just keeps saying? Uh, I can't even remember the word the dude says. <laughs> um, somebody help us in the chat. Somebody will tell us. Yeah. Somebody, everybody listening, watching right now is like, "What the fuck? Damn it's it, this word." So, uh, Cubs have the seventh most home runs, all solo shots. Cardinals have the seventh fewest, all three run homers though. So uh Inconceivable. Inconceivable. That's the word. Uh the the Cubs, they're not taking walks this year. 18th in walks. Cardinals are 25th, though. They're really not taking walks. Cubs have the fifth most strikeouts where the Cardinals do not strike out. They have fourth fewest strikeouts in the major leagues. Cubs and Cardinals are 10th and 11th in stolen bases. Uh Ostensibly, <laughs> no, I mean, respectively is what you I know, was going to say there. Real quick, since you since you just said that about the walks, one thing we didn't make note of is the umpires were terrible oh, yeah, in yeah, Arizona. Yeah. Oh god! And uh, it's almost like that Merrill Kelly game happened because of that. Like, yeah. you, you know, they're just like, go ahead and, and fucking swing at every first pitch because. We don't know whether it's going to be a strike or a ball. If you can hit it, go ahead and hit it. It was like yeah. little league rules out there. Yeah, it was bad. It, it, Coomer, Coom Dog was. He's like eh, I, I, the guy yesterday. Who was it? I'm looking at right now. Um, Rob Drake. He's like Rob Drake's a good umpire, but not today. He's, not today. <laughs> not yeah, today he's not. It's um, just one of them days when Rob Drake can't see a can't fucking see a, baseball to save his life. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so the Cubs aren't walking this year like they did. They're striking out a lot. The Cardinals aren't. Uh, They're both top 10 in stolen base, well, 11th. And the Cubs have scored 24 total runs more than the Cardinals. Uh, Pitching-wise, Cardinals and Cubs are 14th and 15th in in, um, ERA. 406 for the Cubs and 420 for the Cardinals. So they're just equally mediocre. Uh, now let's talk about the bullpens. Uh, the Cubs' 3.33 bullpen ERA has sunk from first to fourth now in the major leagues. I wonder how that happened. Sticky stuff, sticky stuff, sticky stuff. Yeah. And the Cardinals don't have very good bullpen at all. They've got a 4.41 earned run average, 18th. The Cardinals, though, have given up the second fewest homers, where the Cubs are pretty average in that. Uh, category the cardinals have given up the most walks though because you can't then this is brilliant you can't hit the ball over the fence if it's a foot outside the zone so that's that, how that's their mo that's very true yeah i mean don't challenge javi though yeah he will he he has he done it try. before and so he'll just keep trying yeah the car the cubs have the third most walks surprising nobody and that they might have jumped up because that's what I was doing these stats during the game yesterday. How many walks did we have yesterday? Ooh, I forgot to mention 11. 11 walks. 11 walks. So we must, I'm going to look it up just for fun. Like, where are we now in walks? Um, All right. Oh, I'm actually on the page. Okay, let's see. We are now, we were third most. Oh, yep, we did it. 
We passed the Reds. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, we have 185 walks in 357 innings pitched. So, still, I mean, we have a hell of a bullpen. I'm not going to complain too much. Uh, it's been it's been going well. Um, and then uh, let's see, uh, strikeouts. Cubs have the most strikeouts, so that's cool. And the Cards have the fourth fewest, so they just they'll walk yet, but they won't strike you out. Defensively, the Cubs are just below league average in uh, in errors, so they have fewer than most other teams. Cardinals are just above, so very average. The standings would meet that out um, as well. They're both 500 teams. Uh, the Cubs uh, above average double plays, but they've really dropped in that category too. I think a lot of it was Horner being gone. Yeah. And seeing Sogard in there uh, for a long time. Hopefully we get back to that. It, uh, is, it is so obvious that Horner plays with Javi in such a way to be, to be not just a little bit better, but like a a different level of baseball happens when Horner's out there playing next to Javi, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, because it is, it, it all works better. It, it clicks a little bit more. Um, and then uh, the Durs are about the same, well, both above average, the defensive efficiency ratio, seven eleven to seven Oh nine. And uh, Yachty's still throwing out guys. He's got a 33% caught stealing rate to Wilson's 18%, but we all know that's not Wilson's fault. Right. That is the fault of our slow ass pitchers. In fact, I'm going to go out there like Miggy and get myself canceled and say it's all Jake Arrieta's fault, even though he's injured right now. Um, the weather, it's going to be hot, people. It's going to be hot out there in uh, St. Louis, 87, 88, 90, 90. Um, and, but at least these games are at night. Maybe on Wednesday you'll see a low of 69. That's nice. Yeah, is, that'd be nice. But it'll be, I guarantee, you, sometime during these games, it should hit 69 degrees in all of these games because the lows are right around there. No, I doubt it. it. Unless one of these games goes to like two in the morning. Two in the morning. Well, I don't know. Yeah, because that might be actually clocked at two in the morning that morning. Right. So, uh, and one of these games could go because we both, we, I can see us playing each other like 16 inning. Some, one of these games is going to go like 13 and everybody's going to keep scoring and so tie is, again. And is, so these are, so it's Monday through Thursday. Yeah. Aren't all they, night games. But this is not the one that they're making up. No. That's, you have to that's, make up one? Yeah, yeah, but it's at Wrigley. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they're not doing it this week. I That's where I was getting confused. I'm like, why aren't they making that game up? But, yeah, they're – Yeah, it's going to be on uh, September 24th, I want to say. And um, if you are going to any of these games, I know some of you might uh, because you're down in the area, please use our StubHub link. So what you do is you go to – and I'm dropping the link in the chat, sunranto.com slash StubHub. You click on the ad, make sure your ad blocker's off. It sends you to StubHub just like normal, and then we get like 1%. So if you spend $100, we get a dollar. That's how that works. And if enough people do it, maybe we get uh, $5. So, uh, well, five people do it and spend $100, which you don't have to do because tickets are $10. Like we're most likely going to get about 40 cents <laughs> off of this is kind of how it's going to work. And that's if we're lucky. That's if you spring for expensive tickets that cost you $50 total yeah. for five. 
Because if you can literally get in for $10. Yeah, if you thought the Cardinals had a hard time selling out when they were good, yeah. oh, my God, right now. Yeah, and plus everybody's got COVID down there now, too. Yeah. Can't, and um, so uh, the scavenger hunt is back in effect. I've got the Craig Kimbrell Chia Beard. Let's see if I can give this away before he gets traded. I don't know if it's going to – I think it might be after that we give this away because uh, this is going to – we're going to uh, – Take this through. I don't know how long. I, that's it's the only prize I have. I might have to take it through the next the rest of the year. Um, we did have three entries in the scavenger hunt for for the uh, the last time. I said people should uh, float false trades uh, out yeah. there in in the world of, of baseball Twitter, and um, so I want to bring up some of these entries that we got here. Uh, Corey Furlong, also the guy that donated the tickets for John Baker Day, um, says uh, breaking. Per sources, Kyle Hendricks has been traded to the Milwaukee Brewers. In exchange, the Cubs will receive Nashville Sounds AAA affiliates Julieta Zobrist and a pastor to be named later. First reported by Boob Nightingale. <laughs> I was amazed at how much traction this tweet got because it's clearly bullshit. It's all bullshit all, all the time. He did not try to hide anything about it being bullshit and yet my fucking twitter every time i opened it, it was like 20 notifications yeah because it was and it was all this it was great <laughs> so then this one's from our friend uh Ciliato, chris saloto uh breaking news sources close to the players report the st louis cardinals have declined to trade with the angels for mike trout and shohei otani and i like that he he left he let us fill the blank in on who they're who talking might, about. Who it might have been. Might be, yeah. Yeah. We all know it was Yachty. And people filled in that blank. It was great. Yeah. It, was probably, it was probably Yachty. And then uh, <laughs> this one from Bleacher Mob TB said, Breaking news. Uh, Sunranto, Crawley's Cubs, and Cub X3, that's us, have been traded to the Pirates and will be joining the Walking the Plank podcast team for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And even John Baker got in on this one. Um, he enjoyed it that because uh, people brought him into it and be like, oh, it's the John Baker effect. Yeah. John chimed in. So this is all very fun. So we're going to keep doing it. And here's the new scavenger hunt for this week, this series, these four games, the next four days during the game. And I want it to be during the game because more people are on looking at shit, you know, during the game, tweet out or whatever. And I do like the tweet. I think it's a cop out to put it on the ranters page because everybody knows we're fucking around. Yeah. Uh, Tweet out fake facts about the city of St. Louis or the actual saint, St. Louis, like the Catholic saint. Like, tweet out oh, there you the go. fake shit he did that got him to sainthood. I think I've done this one before because it sounded familiar, but then we had a pandemic and it's all, all bets are off now. And we're right. just doing things again. We've been on the air nine years. So if we repeat ourselves, sorry. Um, but yeah, tweet out fake facts about St. Louis. Now, here are your matchups. Alec Mills going to go out there against Jake Woodford, the charcoal nobody buys. And um, that is, so we got, uh, let's see, putting Mills games up here. Last time he went out there was on July 7th against Philadelphia. He uh, pitched the Cubs one. Uh, He pitched okay. He gave up three runs on five hits, struck out five, only walked one. And um, he did pretty well. He has not faced St. Louis against uh, the, uh, he has not pitched against St. Louis this year. It's probably a good thing. 
because uh, and here's two guys he doesn't want to see. First one's Tommy Edmond, who's six for seven with two doubles against him oh my for God. a batting average of eight fifty seven. Um, yeah, <laughs> batting average. This is his slash line: eight fifty seven, eight seventy five. 11.43 for a 2018, 2000, 2.018, 2018 OPS. That yeah. is huge. Probably doesn't want to see Matt Carpenter either, who's got two home runs and eight at-bats and uh, is batting 375. Uh, now, here's guys who he wants to see who can't do shit off of him. Paul Goldschmidt, no hits. Bader, no hits. DeJong, no hits. Uh then that's a, that's in like a couple of games worth of at bats, so it's been going well. Uh, and I don't know. I, I think Mills. I think Mills will do well against the Cardinals. I think that the way that his slow shit, in the same way that Hendricks lines up against the Cardinals, I feel like Mills does too. Yeah. Um, Woodford's going to go out there, and uh, the uh, I put up the numbers of what the Cubs have done against him. Not much. They haven't seen him. But Javier Baez. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Wilson Contreras. I'll start that again. Wilson Contreras has two home runs in three at bats. So that's somebody that Woodford doesn't want to see. Um, Al- Sergio Alcantara, who's not on the team, also has a home run. Uh, so that was a, that was just a misstep. We haven't seen him much. Everybody else is over three, pretty much. Yeah. Um, except for Javi, he's one for two. And and then uh, Woodford last time he went out there was in relief, and um, he gave up, uh, I guess it was a while ago. June 27th was the last time he pitched. I guess he was hurt, gave up two runs uh, in uh, three hits against Pittsburgh. And, in fact, he gives up lots of runs against Pittsburgh. So if Pittsburgh can do it, the Cubs can do it, right? Yes. Yes. Let's hope. Uh, the Cubs did see him, and they did get runs off of him in his innings of relief. He's got 2.1 innings of relief, and the Cubs have two runs off him. So, yeah, I wonder if he was. I I wonder if it was June 27th is because they had to go stretch him out a little bit. Was he only pitching in relief in those spots? Because he had a lot of two. two yeah, it, it doesn't look like he started any games yet this no, year. So, so he's so they they yeah. might have had to send him down to stretch out a bit. Could be, um, or, and, or it's going to be a bullpen game, and he's going to he's going to pitch two innings, maybe three, and be out of there. Yeah, it could be. And uh, this also uh, tonight is going to be a Christmas in July at the ballpark. So check this out. They got theme tickets where you can get a yeah. Exactly. I don't know what this has to do with fucking anything, but uh, you can get a Buddy the Elf bobblehead. He's not even wearing the right fucking colors. That's yeah. not. Like he's this is, green, yeah, yeah. He's supposed to be wearing green, but he is that supposed to be because it's cardinal red? Like, yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, but you get a bobblehead, and I, I love like that. What the poor fucking intern had to write on the site about it. it goes, it doesn't matter if you have been naughty, the Cubs, or nice, the Cardinals. Christmas in July returns to the ballpark on Monday nineteenth. Get your bobblehead. It's like this is what, but it also kind of pissed me off that the Cubs are against fun, like completely against fun. All they've given us is this goddamn stupid fucking chia beard that then they're going to trade the guy before I even have a chance to give it away. I don't know. I, I think of Buddy the Elf as your your fun. You know, I you must be in the most boring place on earth. Yeah, St. Louis. Uh, game two. Trevor Williams is back starting. 
So uh, he's going to go out there in game two. He's three and two with a 551. And he's going to go up against uh, Tom Bartholomew Dingleberry, TBD. They Ah. don't know who they're going to put out there. And they still don't know. I've been looking, even during the show, I've been looking to see if I can tell you who's pitching game two. They don't know. I don't know. Now you don't know. And that that is more fuel for the idea that uh, the Jake Woodford is going to be a bullpen start because they don't know who they're going to have left. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. when you're when you're doing a bullpen start, the next one is to be determined because they got to see who they're going to start off with out of that bullpen the next day. Yeah. I mean, their their starting rotation is completely decimated with injuries. So yeah. Uh, so here's Trevor Williams. He went out there in relief against Philadelphia in his first game back since May 26th. Uh, he went out there on July 6th, and he, he sucked. He gave up seven runs, although only three were earned, but it, 3.2 innings. It didn't do wonders for his earned run average, and he managed to 3.2 innings, pitch 74 pitches, which is what he did against Pittsburgh where he gave up one run in, 70, in six innings. So, you know, it's Trevor Williams is a real hit-and-miss kind of dude, and we all have seen that. Hopefully he can put it back together and we can trade him. It's because he's a kind of a rental. Yeah. Um, not a rental. We signed him and we have no ideas, uh, no designs on winning. Uh, he's, a, he's a flip. That's what you're trying to yeah, go with. Yeah. And it, I don't think facing the Cardinals is really going to help that matter because they love it. They love it. Uh, Carpenter with three home runs, batting 296. DeJong, Goldschmidt, O'Neill, Arenado have a dong off of him. The Cardinals overall in 147 plate appearances are batting 313 and have a collective OPS of 901. Yeah. Ooh, not good. Yeah. They've seen him a lot. So, yeah. 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 Pittsburgh, they were just tearing him up. And this in in this game, they're giving 10,000 fans 16 years or older are getting a BOGO ticket to Six Flags. So they're giving shit away. Once again, Cubs aren't giving anything. You get nothing. You get nothing, and you're going to pay extra for it. Yeah. Kyle Hendricks is going out there in game three, 12 and four with a 365. The guy can't lose. He's won like 11 straight games. Cubs will have play winning when he, when he pitches. It's awesome. It's the, it's the only story that nobody gives a shit about anymore. Like if this was 1998, we'd be talking about the fact that he might, you know, win 20 games. But now that nobody gives a shit because they know that like the whole pitcher wins is a bullshit stat. Yeah. It's not a completely bullshit stat. It means that the guy can pitch and keeps the guys from scoring while he's out there. It's, but it's not that important. I do think that there's something to be, you know, maybe limiting that pitch count to, or, you know, a little bit under, let let him go 101. That's the third time. It's an innings count and not a pitch count. That's what I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. So he went six last time we already talked about it, gave up the one run, struck out four, walked three, which is a little uncharacteristic. His walks are up. Yeah, I saw some stat uh, that he's given up. He's got the most wins, but he's also given up, like, the most homers. And uh, what was oh, it? Yeah. I, I wrote it down. He, he pitched in what? Yeah, most hits allowed and most homers yeah. allowed. But and most wins, too. Right, so, and it's amazing that he can work his way out of those situations yeah and you know and i think how we always talk about there's always one pitcher that never gets any run support kyle gets run support yeah and yeah he does i I mean it's yeah you got they won 10 to 5 against st louis and won 5 to 1 on uh, the last game 
So, uh, and then he's got a couple of no decisions in there, by the way. So they're fudging it a little bit. They're like, he wins every day. And you're like, well, actually, he gave up four against Milwaukee <laughs> and it's on seven hits. And they didn't, you know. Actually, they pulled him in a third inning. So it, it yeah, doesn't it count. doesn't count. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's shit like that going on. And then the Cardinals, they suck against Kyle Hendricks, except for Matt Carpenter, who's got two home runs, and Nolan Arenado, who's got three home runs off him. DeJong's got a dog. But overall, they're hitting 220. Seven in two hundred and ninety-one at bats, um, so they 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 swing and miss a lot against his shit. Uh, that one I'd be I'd be cur- I'd be nervous about pitching to Paul Goldschmidt specifically. Yeah, and Nolan Arenado because of the home. There's the power. Oh, but you know what? Those two, if you can get them out, you got well, a chance in this game. Maybe we'll see a few more of those where uh, they work around them. They get like I don't know three balls, and then uh, Ross calls for the intentional walk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He did that shit twice in that game against uh, Arizona. Just like, oh, three balls, just fucking walk him. <laughs> like, what are you doing? So, and the bad news for Kyle Hendricks in this one is that we're facing uh, Adam Wainwright, and the Cubs aren't good off of him. Uh, in fact. Uh, he pitched against uh, a one us uh, and it pitched a one hitter and uh, gave up no runs, struck out seven, yeah. uh, only one walk. And that was back on May 23rd. Uh, but the Cubs won two to one. <laughs> so, uh, you know, good for, good for us. Uh, now the last time he went out there, he gave up four on six. So the bloom might be off the rose there. He gave up three the time before that against. Well, he was also San playing Francisco. the Giants the last two times he went out there. And yeah. the Giants are a pretty good team. Are pretty good. Yeah. So that might have something to do with it. Um, and then here's how the Cubs do a, a, against Wayno. It's not good. Uh, although Ian Happ, maybe this is his time. Four home runs off of Wayno in 17 at bats. He's got eight hits total. He's batting 471 off him. He's the only one that does great off of him. Everybody else sucks. Uh, you got uh, Javi Baez, just can't see it. He's got 11 strikeouts and 32 at-bats, which isn't so strange. But he's got an OPS of 369. Yeah, nice. Uh, Hayward also does okay off of him with a 904 OPS, a home run, two triples, double, uh, 13 hits, and 39 at-bats. So, I mean, nope. he's uh, But we don't do well off of him. Right. Maybe you run Marisnik out there for the first two games and then you you give Ian Happ a couple days just to work on his swing or something and let him just go out watch, there for the third game. Just watch tape of Adam Wainwright yeah. the whole time. Um, Alzali is going out there in uh, the last game. Yeah, I like what Alzali has been doing this year. Yeah, uh, He's just chugging along. Uh, he keeps putting up very similar games. Like he, he he's to a point that you feel like you know what you're kind of getting when he goes out there, which is which is good. I mean, I wish it was better than what you're getting right now, but at least we know what we're getting every time he comes out there. Yeah, and it's another one like you know, sixty nine pitches. Nice on July seventeenth against Arizona, and that's Saturday night. And you win the game four to two. He does well. They probably pulled him just to like you know third time through the order, so they're like once again managing by the book and not by what's actually happening in the baseball game, where uh, his pitch counts low. He's been very effective. They just get him out of there for no reason, despite saying Ross saying in the press, "I would like 
for our guys to go longer. It's like maybe he only said that because he was that was a message to Jed. But Jed's like, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, fuck you. You do what I say. And then the cards off Alzali, uh, you know, they've seen him a little bit. Just called Paul Goldschmidt's got the most uh, at bats against him. He only got one hit and six at bats. And yeah, nobody does really much off of him. Um, you know, they're uh, basically seven for 44, which is a 159 batting average. Um, uh, Molina has a home run. So, but that's, that's all. She wrote about that, so nobody really, nobody really did much, did much off them, but they haven't seen him much either. So we'll see what happens now. Um, and then going up against Kim, who shut us out last time he faced us. Uh, yeah, I don't, 10. I don't like this one because yeah. Kim did look really good against the Cubs last time, but the yeah. Cubs absolutely just look like garbage at the moment. Yeah. So uh, that was one of those where they scored ten the night before and then scored none the next night, and you're like, yep. yep. We don't know what we have, but uh, Kim's been great. Uh, he's given up no runs in his last three outings, so and he's gone at least six, and he went six against us, and he's not given up more than four this year, so he's got an ERA at 287. I mean, he's good, and the Cubs' numbers against him are not. Uh, Ian App, this has a home run. That's prob- that's all she wrote there. Um Baez has got a couple hits. Brian's got a couple hits. Uh, Horner, Wisdom, Bodie, Marisnik, they haven't figured him out. So, anyway, not not a lot of experience off Kim, but, you know, maybe just because we just saw him and he just carved us up. Right. Maybe, just maybe, they'll get it together and, you know, it'll be better this time. So uh, that's uh, yeah, that's that's uh, I guess what what we're looking at. So let's let's take our temperature today. We're going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we do. I mean, I'm, I'm saying that this is this team's nothing but Splitsville. You think two and two? Yeah. See, I was thinking. I was kind of thinking three and one, but. I could totally see them winning the first two games and losing the next two because the first two are going to be just, you know, garbage pitching after garbage pitching. And then they're going to get Wainwright and Kim. I don't know. I'm going to go three and one. I'm going to say they only lose to, uh, well, I guess to Kim. They're only, they're going to lose the last one because they're going to win three. Everybody's going to be high. And then, uh, Ross is going to put out. A, you know, a Sunday getaway day lineup. <laughs> then Sogard will pitch in that the next game. Yes. Yes. And then they'll DFA him. Please, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and we're all on hug watch, of course. So we'll see if the, even the lineup holds. You know, we might not have a closer. We might not have a setup guy. We might not have a third baseman outfielder. We might not have a shortstop. Like, we don't know. It's going to be a very interesting two weeks, and it could happen at any time. In fact, it could be happening now because I'm not on Twitter, yeah. and I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I, I just say two and two. Uh, and just a reminder before we you know, sign off here and do our TFCs to please, we're raising money for Scott Morrow. Uh, if, you know, I won't drop the link again, but just do Scott Morrow, M-O-R-R-O-W, GoFundMe. You'll find it. Um, and also for the Lost Boys. And if you want to win tickets, hang out with us on uh, July 29th, John Baker Day. Uh, please give money 
$20 to the Lost Boys. Show me your receipt. And you're entered to win the tickets. And you can do whatever you want with the tickets, by the way. You'll win them. I, I, I should say when I'm going to announce it. I'm going to announce it on uh, next Sunday. Next Sunday night okay. on our show is when I'm going to announce the winner. Then you'll have four days to prepare for the awesomeness of sitting next to Bill Sugis. Yep. What am I going to say to him? He's so famous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you so won't I, say anything. You'll be like, oh, God, is this guy. Because if they're losing, he'll be pissed. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, God. <laughs> well, the good thing is nobody will be there. You could probably move seats. So um, I got some TFCs. Uh, here's the first one. And I don't have any, so it's all on you today. All right, cool. I only got a couple. Uh, King Fluffer Nutter. This is a. This is a. In response to the scavenger hunt, the, the, the well, I'll say with the scavenger hunt, the the Corey yeah, Furlong yeah. per sources, Kyle Hendricks has been traded to the Milwaukee Brewers in exchange for Juliana Zobris. So this is in response to that. King Fluffernutter. So the people started talking about Kyle Hendricks and getting traded, all the stuff on that thread. That imagine being upset because the Cubs traded a soft tossing right-handed pitcher away who just happens to be their ace by default, not design. This starting staff is trash. Thanks, Theo, Jed, and Tom. Then Bill Glenn just says, you're an idiot. Right. Yeah. I saw, yeah. Just ugly. It got ugly out there. Yep. I like uh, what Kevin Cook said on the Ranchers page on Facebook. He said, anybody else think the Cubs dump Ross by season's end faster than he dumped his family that he was so eager to retire and spend time with? <laughs> Man, remember, that was the narrative. He's like, I just want to spend time with my family. He's like, actually, you all suck. I want a divorce. Yep. I'm stumping Juliana Zobrist. He, I was just going to say, he, he's going to do the next season of uh, Dancing with the Stars. It's going to be him and Juliana dancing together. Oh, I love it. Then there's my final one, and this one's uh, from the Go Cubs Go group. This was uh, posted by uh, Rick Cedeno. said, I said it yesterday, and I'll say it again today. Build the team around Javi, <laughs> Contreras, Rizzo, and Bryant. Javi just tied the game for us. Quit dogging him. He is good. So basically he wants to decide the entire core. He's like, he's like yeah. it's brilliant. Just sign them all. Deal well, done. Mean, that, just, that just makes me wonder, who do they think they were they were building around prior to this? Yeah. Um, Guy Sears <laughs> says, what does TFC stand for? It means this flexing cube. Yeah. Like a Cubes fan instead of a Cubs fan. Just people saying crazy shit. But then it just turned into, like, funny shit that people said sometimes. But that was a Cube comment, if I've ever seen one. That was definitely a Cube that comment. Was cu that was Cubish, unless he's misunderstood, but I don't think so. So uh, we're still on Hugwatch, so I'm going to play the song. Um, Spagog, uh, hopefully, we're, we don't have a show until next Sunday. So just want to let everybody know. We'll try to get a preview in there at some point for the patrons only. I don't know when we're going to have a time to do it, probably like Thursday afternoon or something. But it won't be our regular midweek night show because the Cardinals, in their infinite wisdom, do not want to play games at night, maybe because it's 90 degrees. So maybe in this one case, the game's at 6 on Thursday, but they don't have a getaway day, day game going on. So otherwise, we would be recording Thursday night, but since it'll be late, and we're all old and tired. We're not doing a show. But we will try to get a dime. And I was thinking, like, are we doing a Diamondbacks preview? Like, we just faced them. Like, who cares? Yeah. What's the point of that? 
I don't really know either. So we might just see a Sunday. We got the Bleacher Bum Band show. We're busy. So, you know, maybe there's, I'm only one man, people. I'm only one man. So, <laughs> but if, if we do, it'll probably be like Thursday at this time. So doing it. So that's all I got to say about that. So Spagog, everybody. And let's. Spagog. We're on Hug Watch. Watching for hugs All your favorite players Getting traded from the Cubs Hug watch Watching for hugs All your favorite players Getting traded from the Cubs Hug watch What do you got We traded you Darvish But we didn't get a lot Hey Chris Bryant I guess I'll see you later We're filling up the system With a bunch of teenagers Watch, watching for hugs. All your favorite players getting traded from the Cubs. We're saying sayonara to Dirty Craig. Until this year, he had a six ERA. And Javi, guess it's time to say adios. You should have got extended with Castellanos. We're singing hug, watch, watching for hugs. All your favorite players getting traded from the Cubs. Jock Peterson, we'd sure love to have you back. But now Jake Arrieta's gonna help you pack. Arriva Dirty to Anthony Rizzo. Oh, why won't Tommy Ricketts pony up the dough? Hug watch, watching for hugs. All your favorite players getting traded from the Cubs. Andrew Chafin was the sheriff of Chicago town, but he's traded to the Padres, now he's wearing brown. Only God Wilson for one more year. I'm not sure where he'll be playing, but it won't be here. Hug watch, watching for hugs. All your favorite players getting traded from the Cubs. Hug watch, watching for hugs. All your favorite players getting traded from the Cubs. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Dot edu slash podcast. 
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.